Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Today's episode of What Happened When is brought to you by SaveCade.com. And Tony, I think you have outdone yourself. Uh, If you're listening to this and you haven't checked out SaveCade.com, you need to. Not just because we'll be able to save some money, but this video is off the damn rails. It's S-A-V-E-C-A-D-E. Tony, how in the world did you come up with this? This is proof that you take drugs. Maybe used to. I don't know if I do anymore, but but I do need to say that when I bring up SaveCade, there's a shot of me that looks awfully fat on there. I don't know how that came about. Maybe it's the way I look, but I do want to remind people that you can stop wrestling with debt, put your butt in the seat, fast and easy, no credit check to be a part of SaveCade.com, Conrad. Well, and what's funny is, you know, the site even says mortal combat, all of your debt, no more hard way or easy way, brother. Uh, maybe that old kitchen's gotta go. Maybe you're desperately out of time to pay your house off faster, but we want to let you know that you don't need good looking credit. Your credit doesn't have to look as good as the Z man did. And you can own a house with no money down, which is coincidentally how much money Evan courageous true. You can make this fast and easy. It can even be the greatest night in the history of our great sport. When you skip your next two house payments, and maybe you could even lower your monthly payments, which probably would have been helpful when WCW was taken over by Bill Watts and he cut your pay, right, Tony? Yes. You can cut years off your loan, consolidate your debt, stop making the minimum payments. Believe you me, that will get you behind. And get a greater tax deduction, Conrad. It's all part of SaveK.com. And what I love about it is you can own your own home with no money down my favorite thing about the thing though is you fucking dancing and singing i'm not making this up tony shivani dances and sings you've got to see it even if you don't actually need a home loan or need to save money you've got to see tony singing and dancing at savecade.com that's s-a-v-e-c-a-d-e nmls number 65084 equal housing lender Tommy, come over here! What 
say, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? <laughs> With Tony Schiavone. And Tony, this is the first time I've ever done a mobile podcast. You know, lots of people talk about being mobile. But as we talk right now, your right hand's on the steering wheel. Your left hand is on a microphone. Oh. If we die, it's going to be good for business. Don't you agree? <laughs> well, this will be a way to go, I, I think. I'm, I'm really excited about And l- I want to let everybody know that I'm the one driving. You're the one in the passenger seat. So, uh, uh, I, yeah. I feel like you're saying all that just to hedge our bets on the fact that I may or may not have had about 16 beers today. <laughs> in front of you. In front of me. Right. Because we just came from a show, right? We did. You and I met at Del Frisco's in downtown Nashville today, right off the Gulch. And I had, uh, I don't know, maybe four vodkas. <laughs> and then we cruised on over to Zany's. Right. Where you and I are going to be next month. But today was the Eric Bischoff show, 83 weeks. And Eric and I just did Baltimore, and now we decided to check out Zany's. And I want to thank everybody at Zany's. Great venue. Can we agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and people are, were so nice and so receptive and... Uh Really had a great time, and you know what? I I was the surprise guest, which I thought was very cool. And uh, thanks for inviting me there. Well, we're excited to have you. You know, it's a big deal to be back in such a home of professional wrestling. I know you weren't here in 1989, but we're almost upon, believe it or not, the 30-year anniversary of Rick Flair, Ricky Steamboat, right here in Nashville. Wow! And that was what. The Clash of the Champions, or was that a pay-per-view? What was it? Yeah, it was a pay-per-view, Music City Showdown, Okay. the tagline. But right. Th- their trilogy started with the Chi-Town Rumble in Chicago in right. February. Right. And then, of course, in April, they had their bout in New Orleans. And then in May, they were back here in Nashville. And a lot of people, you know, remember that feud and that trilogy, for lack of a better word, as being the biggest trilogy of all and i think you could probably argue it that it, it probably was the biggest and most important trilogy in wrestling until perhaps stone cold and the rock because they wrestled at 15 17 and 19 and i know you weren't watching well not at all years. not at all but as far as the sort of old school and what we enjoy here on the show Flair Steamboat is the gold standard, and you weren't there for it. No, I was in, I was in the WWE laughing at those motherfuckers, saying, ha, 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 how stupid are they? Uh, but uh, no, I was not there for it, but I hear people talk about it a lot. As a matter of fact, we get requests on our uh, on this podcast to do a watch along with that, even though I, I was not there for it. And I guess if we ever do it, it'll be the first time I see it. Well, I think we should do it, and I think we'll probably do it you know, coming up in February, we'll do a 30-year anniversary of the Chi-Town Rumble, and then we'll do it again, you know, in April and May. And uh, how about this? If you're listening to this podcast and you're not a Ric Flair fan, kind of step out and say, fuck you. Is that okay, Tony? <laughs> yes, that's fine. I lo- as a fan, not as an announcer, but as a fan, I think some of the, the, the best Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair matches probably were never seen by the masses. You know, Rick would agree. Rick would say that his best matches with Steamboat were in the 1970s. Yeah. And they were just house shows. There were no television cameras present. And people just went bananas for him. And he really felt like that was their best work. And unfortunately, they'll never see the light of day. But I'll tell you, the trilogy they had in 89 is as close to perfection as we get. And I think 
a lot of fans agree with me. And I think most Ric Flair fans would say that 89 was probably his best year simply because of the television concept where you could see all of this stuff, not just the trilogy with Steamboat, but my goodness, in November, he had the New York knockout, the I quit match with Terry Funk, right? Great American Bash 89, which was an interesting concept as well. I, I just think 1989, as far as what we can go back and watch today, is probably Ric Flair's best documented year matches. That could be. that, that, that Ric Flair's best documented year. I would agree with that. I can remember... I can remember going to the Greensboro Coliseum and seeing he and Steamboat have a 90-minute Broadway in a cage. Double juice. It was just it was incredible. And I remember thinking, God, I'm in the I'm in the midst of greatness here. So, but documented, yeah, I would agree. It's a shame that all of that wasn't filmed because the idea of him and Steamboat in a cage with, as you said, double juice, man, that's incredible. I yeah. Mean, I would be all about that. And I guess we should catch everybody up. You and I right now are in your SUV on our way to Atlanta from Nashville. And this is the very first time that we've done what we're affectionately calling a What Happened to Win? Tony and Conrad took a road trip. Yes. And we were supposed to, for everybody who thought, well, they're going to do Royal Rumble 1990, which did win the poll. Well, we decided we would do this because we thought it was different. Now, I started out the weekend by going to Kentucky. And I still got all the football equipment in the back of my SUV, and I went from Lexington over to Nashville and then did the, uh, uh, was a special guest appearance for you and Eric at Zaney's, and now we decided we'll, we'll just do that. And so uh, I'm pretty excited about this. But let me say, don't be like Lois. Don't sit over there and tell me how to drive. Oh, I'm not going to do that at all. You know, listen, I understand keys to a happy relationship, and that's not armchair quarterback in the driving. Yeah. So I, you know, listen. Uh, well, you hey, bust hey. my chops about every fucking thing else. I mean, you might as well. Well, yeah, but I'll bust it about wrestling. So okay. Conrad, the mortgage guy, yeah. talking about myself in third person. I like that. We uh, we had an interesting week, too. I, I started out in Huntsville, Alabama. I flew to Charlotte, spent some time with the fam. Ah, and then, that would be the uh, in-laws. No, no, I, I hung out with uh, my wife, uh-huh. her daughter, my stepdaughter, in Charlotte, and uh, then I flew to Baltimore. Can I ask you a crazy question? Yeah. Does your wife? Do you live in Huntsville? And your wife lives in Charlotte. No, my wife lives in Huntsville. Okay. But uh, every other week, we have an apartment in Charlotte, and she's letting her daughter finish school this year. Oh, I got it. And so she didn't want to move her in the middle of a yeah, school year. Yeah, I got that. And I, I couldn't argue that at all. Yeah. So we sold her house, and we got our... Man, I'll tell you this, too. By the way, the new construction apartments in 2018 are legit. Really? Her apartment's got, like, 12-foot ceilings, granite countertops, tile backsplash, hardwood, a tile shower. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. This apartment living, this is the gem. And by the way, in her community, and I, I'm going to, I guess, spoil where she lives right here for people <laughs> who live in Charlotte. Yeah. There's a Ted's Montana Grill right next door. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, we got to try that. Just a GP. <laughs> so I'm happy to say that I had buffalo. Oh, you had a buffalo burger, right? Nope. I had a buffalo steak. A buffalo steak. They have buffalo uh, meatloaf, too, there. Yeah, they do. And yeah. but, but I tried the buffalo steak, and man, I got to tell you, I, I had never had buffalo before. I've had elk. I've had goat. Yeah, you know, I've, I've talked about that. I've had goat. So I've had a lot of those different meats, but I've never had something from Ted's Montana Grill. But I did, and it was phenomenal. And 
Anyway, so from there, I went to Baltimore, and as soon as I went to Baltimore, I realized, well, I got to go to Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Right. That's where Eric and I's first live show was, but our main man, Scott, from Jacksonville, who handles all of our travel for us, he hooked us up at a casino, and I know you're not necessarily a big gambler. Uh, and I like I to play craps. Well, I think that's a different type. I mean, I think you're thinking of the Klondike Bill kind of craps. No. This is a different kind of craps. I, I like both of them. Well, I'm sure you do. So anyway, go ahead and give me your story. So anyway, they they built this new unbelievable property yeah. called Maryland Live. And there's a casino, but there's also a hotel. And the hotel is whoa, like whoa. something right out of Vegas, there, There's man. a casino in the Baltimore area? That's what I'm saying. Nobody thinks about going to Baltimore for gambling but it's there they not only have slot machines they have table games and i think you'll love this it's a no smoking venue oh wow that's unusual for a freaking casino it was tremendous so eric and i stayed there and then we cruised over to jimmy's famous seafood and john and all the gang over there could not have been nicer you talk about rolling out the red carpet man you know they're a greek family but they are old school italian mobsters oh i like that they just roll out the red carpet man you want to like, we sat down. We didn't order anything. They set our drinks in front of us. They brought appetizers. They brought soups. They brought salads. They brought entrees. I was like, what are y'all doing? We didn't order anything. And they were like, John's taking care of you. Wow. And then, and then they brought dessert. And I don't mean they brought a dessert. They brought all of the desserts. It's like, hey, we just wanted to show you a good time. And then we got to tell dick jokes to make people laugh. It was really a solid deal, right? <laughs> you, so, you can't beat that. No, you can't. And what's funny is about every third person said... When are you bringing Tony? We've seen Bruce in Baltimore. Now we've seen Eric in Baltimore. When are you bringing Tony? And I told John, we got to bring Tony. And, of course, you know, John's like, anytime. Wow. You're in. All right. And I want to mention, too, uh, that Roman Reigns, who, who we don't only talk about current wrestling, but Roman Reigns has recently come out that he has been stricken with leukemia again. Yeah, it's, it's reoccurred. And so now that he has leukemia again, he's had to drop the Universal title. And, of course, the whole show at Crown Jewel happened, and it's whatever. But John is raising money for leukemia in January. Not to support Roman Reigns, but to support Roman Reigns. Not financially, but just as a show of solidarity. Support the cause. For, yeah. for his friend who's suffering from this terrible disease, leukemia. And so he's identified a leukemia charity. And we're going to be raising money for that. And he was originally thinking maybe we should do it on January 12th. And I even tweeted that. But I think I've helped talk him into January 11th because it's a Friday night. And I felt like we could get more of our wrestling friends up there on a Friday night. So if you're not already uh, otherwise obligated, I think it would be cool if you could find a way to swing a visit to Jimmy's Famous Seafood on Friday night, January 11th. Are you talking to me or the our listeners here? I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. I mean, you don't want to go well, help out? Yeah, I, I would I would like to help out. Absolutely, I would. I would like to. So it's uh, January what? It's Friday, January 11th. Okay. And if you'll follow at Jimmy Seafood on Twitter, I'm sure they're going to have details on how you can participate soon. I believe it'll be a who's who of wrestling. You know, uh, Roman Reigns has a lot of friends in wrestling, and so does Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And they're going to team up here to raise a lot of money for a great cause. And interestingly enough, when I first tweeted that, there were a few people who were like, Roman Reigns doesn't need the money. 
Right. Guys, we're not raising money for Roman Reigns. He yeah, makes, right. Come on. Right. A ton of cash. We're raising money to donate to a leukemia charity. Sure. I, it's just weird to me that that would even cross anybody's mind. Well, you know, some people just got to be contrary. You know, some people got to be dickheads. Some people got to be pricks. Some people got to be assholes. Some people got to be motherfuckers. Some people got to be cocksuckers. Some people got to be dick lickers. Some got to be cunts. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, so right now, you're you're fiddling with your phone, and you're right. looking up the name Court Bauer. Yeah, I'm looking at the name Court Bauer because it's... Uh, I think it's time for you and I to uh, talk about Blue Chew. Well, listen. So we just, we, we, now let's just make sure that everybody gets this down. We just transitioned from leukemia to Blue Chew. I don't know if that's proper or not, but that's well, what listen, we're doing. Well, listen, Blue Chew will not cure leukemia, but it will cure your soft dick, right? I, that's what I've been, yeah, yes, it will. Well, listen, you can act like it wasn't happening back there at 83 weeks, but. Just a few minutes ago, me, you, Eric, Tony Schiavone, you're Tony Schiavone. Yes, I am. Casio Kid. Yeah. We're all talking about Blue Chew. That's right. And Dave Milliken's got, got a hot new girlfriend. Yes. And thanks to Blue Chew, she's feeling like she's 19 again. <sighs> yes, she does. I'm sure. Well, I guess she does. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> Dave's a good friend of mine. <laughs> That's his new girlfriend? That was yes. a, okay. I hope we didn't run her off by the top. No, I don't think back. we did. Listen, okay. if Dave hasn't run her off by this point, we can't either. Yeah. Okay. Here's what, here's what I want you to know. All if right. you want to get in your way back machine, which clearly you do, if you're listening to what happened when, because we're all about nostalgia here. Can we agree? Yeah. Well, that's what we are. Yeah. Well, what about the days when men, your dick got hard as when a When men were men and women were damn proud of it. Who used to say that? Well, there you go. Okay. I feel like it's Space Mountain time. Yeah. We can pretend like it's Ric Flair 1986, not necessarily Ric Flair 2016. Right. And Blue Chew helps you become a 60-minute man. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I understand, yes. So not only will it help you if maybe you've got some performance issues, but it's hmm. just a performance-enhancing drug. So if you have a little more confidence... You want to go one-on-one with the great one, as The Rock would say. You need a few extra rounds. You're looking to go the distance. Blue Chew is the jam. Now, the great thing about Blue Chew is compared to Viagra and Cialis, which I know you've been a fan of for 20 years, Tony, these products are chewable, which means they're faster, and they're working on empty stomachs. You can use them day or night, and as if that wasn't enough, you can get Blue Chew without the awkward visit to the doctor's office. You don't have to go in and say, hey, man, my gimmick don't work. Or I'd like a little help getting the hot tag for my gimmick. Instead, you can just go online right now, and a physician's going to help you out at BlueChew.com. Maybe even better than that, though, there's no awkward wait at the pharmacy. Instead, Blue Chew shows up at your door in a discreet package. Hmm. So nobody knows... So there's nothing to be embarrassed about. There's nothing to feel awkward about. Blue Chew is fast and easy, and we've got a special offer for all of our listeners right now, don't we, Tony? You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use this promo code. You ready? WHW. It's that simple. WHW. Only thing you got to do is pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew, B-L-U-E. Chew.com promo code WHW. First order free, only the five bucks shipping charge. Now, Tony, I just want to clarify here. Can we agree that 
probably 98% of our listeners or more are male. I would think it's probably more. Yeah. What we're talking about is making your significant other happier, smile a little wider, smile a little brighter. I mean, let's just get it to brass tacks. We're my super hard dick for $5. <laughs> are we not? Uh, that's what we are. That's what we're doing. I'm not so sure, though, that uh, a harder penis would put a bigger smile on Lois's face. Let me just tell you it would. <laughs> I have um, I'm serviced a lot of Lois's. <laughs> you have? Miserable old bitches. Listen, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. I've never laid with a Lois in my life. Uh, okay. Much less yours. Just okay. any, any old Lois. Uh, any old Lois, I right? Have, I, I mean... It's not a common name. No, it's not. It's not like uh, it's not like Mandy, or or Medusa, or oh, Deborah. Wait, hang on, hang on. Medusa, or Marlena. Wow. Okay. I feel like you're not, naming some pretty peculiar names well, here. Okay. Well, okay. So anyway, it's it's not. Do you think well, hypothetically? Do you think you'd need blue chew with any of those names? I uh, no. I I well. I I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment. Yeah. Well, you don't need the Fifth Amendment. You need five dollars. Go to bluechew.com and use that promo code WHW and find out what happened when. You got a super hard dick, my friend. Seriously, right? That's what we're talking about. Listen, we can mince words all we want. We're talking about super hard dicks, are we not? Oh uh, yes, we are. Can I ask you something? We're 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 driving between Chattanooga and and Nashville and in the pouring down rain. In the pouring down rain. Yeah. While, while you drive with one hand. While I drive. Oh, yeah, one hand and one hand on, on my microphone. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> have you ever uh, gone this way before uh, between Nashville and Chattanooga, driven this way? Or have you just got to go down 65, don't you? No, yeah, that's right. So what I normally do is I'll take 65 up, but I will jump on 24. Yeah. So okay. I'm not opposed to that. Okay. Are we on 65 right now? Uh, we are on uh, 24 right now. Oh, well, 24 is going to get us there. 24 is going to get us to Chattanooga. Then 75 is going to get us to Atlanta. Yeah. And then I'm going to drop you off wherever you're staying. And then I'm, I'm going to... staying at the Westin. Oh, my. Of course you are. And uh, the, uh, let me just say why I'm staying at the Westin. And, I, and I'll tweet a picture of this, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm staying at the Westin because I had Scott, our travel guy, yeah. hook us up with a hotel that was quote-unquote pet-friendly because Megan's coming home uh-huh. tomorrow. Okay. But I'm not going to be home tomorrow. Okay. So because, you know, Roll Tide and whatnot, yeah. she's coming to Atlanta tomorrow. Oh, okay. To break up the trip. But she's bringing her new puppy. Yeah. Have we talked about this puppy? Uh, no. What? What? It, it's not... Uh it's not, not ginger. ginger. Not ginger. Ginger's the greatest dog that ever lived. No, she may be close, but no, no, go no. ahead. No. Ginger is the official what happened when dog. Okay. I put it on Patreon so it's legit. Well, okay. You're so full but, of shit. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I don't know what happened to her, but like a month before the wedding, Megan decided to get a puppy. Ah. And I think it's because her daughter wanted a puppy. Right. I wasn't gonna protest. I'm like, you know. Whatever you girls want's fine. Right. You know the routine. Sure. I'm playing. I mean, that's what married men do, right? Uh, they cave into the the yes the the whims of their wives. So I did that, mm-hmm. and I said, "Whatever you want's fine." Well, she got a dog, and this dog is a puppy. Yeah. And he's the size. She is the size of my hand. Yes. And now this dog 
<laughs> lives in our laps and shoulders because it's that tiny. Okay. It's just a teeny tiny dog. Right. And this dog is going to be at the Westin tomorrow shitting all over the place. <laughs> now, I would like to say it's not. <laughs> and she's, she's trying to puppy pad train the thing, which yeah. I guess means you put down a giant paper towel and then it shits on that. Right. But I don't know that that's actually going to work at the West. No, it, you know, dogs shit where they want. And what type of dog is this? You know, I'm not really for sure. Because the deal is, I know it's a poodle, but I know that there's a thousand different, like, things you put in front of the word poodle. Right. And I've never understood, because I've never cared enough to look, hmm. is it Dijon or Bichon? I feel like it's Bichon Poodle. Bichon Poodle? Yeah, and Dijon Mustard. I feel like I need this Bichon Poodle to have some Dijon mustard, slap it on there with B- some... Bichon Poodle sounds like an NBA player's name. Well, it Just might saying. be. You know, okay. he, he used to block the Kim Bay Matumbo shit back in the day. I don't know if you remember. Well, here's some advice from a dog person, and it's advice that I should have always uh, listened to myself because we had four dogs. From now on, we're getting chihuahuas. You know, I, I've had a chihuahua before, yeah, and that chihuahua was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but they only shit like little Tootsie Rolls, that's all. No, well, that's what this dog does. I don't think you heard the part where I said it's the size of my hand. Well, it's the size of your hand now. No, no, no. This one's like had its growth stunted or something. Oh, okay, so it's a... It's fucking going to be small forever. Well, sort then, of like your penis. Well, then maybe he needs blue chew. No, 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 no. I don't think Blue Chew is going to make her grow anymore, but it could make him grow. <laughs> so, hey, man, you just saw a live What Happened When. You and I are getting ready for our big show this coming weekend mm-hmm. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right at the Comedy Zone. That's right. The yep. Comedy Zone. We're going to be there. And it should be fun, man. It's going to be on a Sunday. There's no Panthers competition that day. Tell everybody where they can get tickets. They can get tickets at Tom Zink. That's T-O-M-Z-E-N-K dot com. TomZink.com. What a great deal, man. Who thought of that? Yeah. Well, it must have been the, the guy to the next next to me. You know, I, I was a little story here. I said, uh, I called Dave Silva the other day and I said, hey, did you talk to the boss recently? And he said no. And of course, he and I laughed. We knew what we were talking about. We call you the boss because we're all just kind of living in Conrad's world. So we thought that was very funny. So you, you think up all the stuff. You do. You, you're the idea guy. Are you awake over there? Hello? No, I am. Okay. It's just rare that you gave me a compliment here on the show. <laughs> well, you, are the, you, are the, you are the boss. I've got... Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't position myself as the boss. Right. That's, that's something you guys say. I don't refer to myself right. that way. Right. So... Uh, so we got uh, we got a long time to drive here. We're still not out of Tennessee. We ought to think about, you know, before this night's over, making some crank calls and maybe calling Lois, see how she's doing. She'll motherfuckers, you know. Or uh, don't well, fall asleep on me over there, damn I'm it. not going to fall asleep. I will tell you this, though. All right. We're, we're going to need to stop for urination and or food. And okay. by and or, I mean and. Okay. <laughs> because at some point, I'm going to need, like, cheeseburgers or ice cream or whatever kind of fat guy foods we can get off the highway. <laughs> okay. And I know that you're on DDP Yoga. Right. I don't feel like we've talked about that a lot, but every time people see you, they keep saying you're the incredible shrinking man. Yes. And today at Del Frisco's, which is one of the finer steakhouse brands around. Can we agree? Oh, it's awesome. So we were at Del Frisco's in downtown, and I sent you a screenshot of the menu thinking... 
what do you want? And of course, right. Cassio wants a damn filet mignon and mashed potatoes. You know, he's uppity. Oh, I know he is. And, and, but you wanted a Caesar chopped salad with salmon. Right. And that never crossed my mind <laughs> that that would be something that you would order at a steakhouse. But when it was all done, man, you licked the fucking plate clean. So it must have been pretty good. <laughs> it was great. Four hundred and I'm sorry, five hundred and ninety calories. Four seventy for the salad, hundred and twenty calories for the salmon, and it was it was absolutely and it was great. Yeah, I had a French tip sandwich that was like three times that. <laughs> I, I mean, that may have been with the side. I don't know if you saw, but they put my side in front of Eric, and yeah. he ate it. <laughs> so I just got a sandwich. I didn't get a side today. But when we were at uh, Zany's, right. they managed to fry up a couple of mozzarella cheese sticks because that's what fat guys like me eat. <laughs> wow. Eric ate, this blew me away, deviled eggs. You know what he told me, too? He said, listen, I'll listen to what happened when last week <laughs> with you and Tony. Yeah. And you guys talked about Sonny pooting. Oh, and I want to feel like I'm part of the team. <laughs> I'm going to get these deviled eggs. And he's going to poot. And I'm going to rip a couple of sick farts later. Oh, man. And he did. I mean, he let out something that can only be described as the Vincent of poots. <laughs> it's just foul. Like, nobody needed it. Nobody wanted it. People would have been better off without it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Hey, which reminds me, uh, you, you're, a, you're a newlywed still. And Lois and I... Can I tell you that I love my wife? I know you do. I feel like I won the lottery. You... I, well, I'm... You know, I started out collecting flare robes, and you? then I started collecting people. <laughs> and it really has been the best thing. Of all the things I've collected, mm-hmm. my wife is the best part. That is that is tremendous. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And that's, that's, that's wonderful. I hope you're married as long as Lois and I are. Well, I don't, because I'd like to die before. Because <laughs> I feel like you and Lois have been married since Moses was in short pants. 30, 37 years. 30, like, dude, I don't have that. I'm too fat to live 37 years. Uh, you'd be surprised how long you live. Uh, so, uh, But anyway, I just thought uh, that marriage, you change in marriage. And I'm sure that you and Megan are not at this point as of yet, but Lois and I are. Okay, where I call Lois on the phone, like when I'm on a road trip, like I did today, and I talk to her about how I shit. No, no, listen, you're going to be surprised. That's actually a topic of conversation already, but continue. So I was, I went out the other night. I had, we had a couple of of Patreons with us, had Wesley Smith, had Dustin Huffman with us. Uh, Dustin is from Cincinnati, had his, uh, had his buddy Stuart with him. Wesley is from uh, Kentucky, right outside of Lexington. He works in Lexington. We were in Lexington, and we all had dinner. Hang on. I want to mention right now that if you support us on Patreon on a certain level, one of the perks is when Tony's in your town, right. you'll actually go to dinner with him, have right. coffee with him, whatever. You just want right. to give him a little pri- private time. Sure. Do or I mean, do you or do you not show your penis? I do not. I do not I have to find Is that available for another extra no, level? No, 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 no. You you mistake me with your father-in-law. What would a patron need to contribute in order to see Tony's <laughs> what happened when? There is no amount of money. Don't even start that. Is it that bad? So anyway, I was, uh, I ate, uh, I had to eat in Lexington the other night when I was with Wesley and Dustin. I had 
my son Chris with me, had another uh, couple of friends with us, and uh, I ate a uh, black bean burger. You had a black bean burger? Never had one because I'm a man. Okay. Well, apparently there's corn in a black bean burger. Because here's how the phone call went. I, I called Lois. I said, Lois, uh, when was the last time we had corn? She said, well, it's been hang a couple. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you about to tell me that you had a bowel movement and you saw corn? Yes, I did. And you called your wife to investigate when yes. you last ingested yeah, corn? Yeah, because I couldn't remember the last time I ate corn, but there was corn in the shit. And I said, well, hang, on, hang on, they're not corn in the shit. There may or may not have been corn in the black bean burger. Well, that's what she said. She said, it was probably in the black bean burger. Because uh, I felt so good about it because the last wait, wait. Y'all are doing CSI doo-doo at your house. Can we agree? By the way, up here at the exit number 788, there's a Waffle House. Uh-huh. How do you feel about it? Uh, okay. Are we go- we're not going to take the microphones into the Waffle House, are we? I mean, what the fuck? You're going to get embarrassed <laughs> in a Waffle House? <laughs> okay. When me and you pull up, we've doubled the tooth count on the property. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is there a Waffle House here? Is that where you Hell want to yeah, go? Yeah, there is. Is that what you want to do? You want One to go? has 16 teeth and four legs. <laughs> Third shift at the Waffle, Waffle House. Okay. Pull over, motherfucker. Okay, so so anyway, uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, shit CSI happens when you've been married a long time like we have. So get ready. Shit CSI sounds pretty legit. Yeah, it does. It should be a... There it is. Waffle House. Waffle House. Is that to the left? No, it's no. go-karts to the left. Okay, what's to the right here? To the right. Did you see it to the right? Yep. Okay, it's to the right. Let me put a signal on here and cut off this car. So okay. this is uh, this is not dangerous at all. No. It's podcasting while no, we're driving in the rain. I don't give a shit. I don't. No, I don't either. I've I mean, at this point, it allows it downhill. Can we agree? No, I don't know. I would, I would not agree with that. Oh, you think things are looking up? Things are looking up, and and I've and listen, I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, I don't. NFL TG, it's on the back of the car. No fucks left to give. And by the way, I do also want a, a little public service announcement for this week. Okay. That we're doing Royal Rumble 1990 next week. No, that's it. No, here's the public service. Don't go vote. Fuck it. Just you know, like, the Patreon's going to hear that in time, but everybody else hears it the day after. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so. But how have I been drinking and you said that? <laughs> so, yeah, so people on Patreon, they, I don't. It just, Can we just agree that this is about to be the greatest meal in the history of our great podcast? It's, it's going to be a great one. I mean, I don't even know how you, what you eat at Waffle House, and we're both from the South. Yeah. I mean, you're not really, but we've adopted you. Yeah, well, you're one of us now. Well, I'm from the South. I'm well, not really. Virginia's from the South. I mean, no, no, Virginia's Yankee shit. No, it's not Yankee shit at all. No, y'all ever you, well, listen? Growing up, how many Rebel flags were you around? No, no. That's what I'm saying. Then you're not from the South. Okay. Because back in the '80s and the '90s, nobody knew that was racist shit. We just thought it was free birds. We didn't know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, we can't have Rebel flags anymore. I'm not right. arguing it. I'm just stating facts. Right. Right. I don't think they're going to let us take our microphones in here. I, I, oh, oh, there's fucking recording policies at Waffle House? <laughs> they don't have teeth. You think they got a fucking recording standard? I don't know what I can do. This eat is a now. goddamn union town. I'm on a diet here. This is a union. Man, The Rock eats at Waffle House. Yeah, but. Fuck. Well, no, if The Rock can do it, you can too. Here's what you do you order egg whites, you son of a bitch. You order wheat toast. Okay. That's what you do. They got chicken. Oh. They got chicken breasts in here. 
Oh, they do? Yeah, hell yeah. I thought they just had uh, no, grits and shit. No, you can get Listen, you've been doing it wrong. Can I tell you that uh, me and my sister-in-law like the same thing here? Uh, and who's all your right. sister-in-law? You, you talking well, she's, about? She's the most decorated professional wrestler of all. Oh, you're time. talking about Ashley? I mean, you're talking about Charlotte Flair. That's right. Yeah, she and I like the same thing in here. And what would that be? I'm not gonna tell you, but we like the same thing. All right. Well, uh, we'll find out what happened when Tony and Conrad ate Waffle House after these words. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. Tony, we're back in the car after the mm. Waffle House action. How was it for you? Was it as good for you as it was for me? It was awesome. I, I Look, I count my calories, and I got on my calorie counter thing on, on the phone, and I was able to find out that a Fiesta waffle, I mean a Fiesta, Fiesta, omelet. Fiesta omelet, was like 480 calories, and some hash browns were like 200 calories. So I got I got in there out of, out of 1,000 calories. I thought it was great, man. And, you know, you, you talked about this. Waffle House, I think Waffle House gets a bad rap because they see it being southern and redneck and trashy. But, God, it's got great food. Well, not only that, how about this? If you live in the north, it's called Our Diner. Right. Like, it's no different than diner food everywhere else in the northeast, mm-hmm. except this is a chain. And I'll tell you this, it's still better than eating at the Tennessee Taco Shack, which we see here at the Kangaroo. You know, I find it ironic that the Tennessee Taco Shack is right across the street from what they're calling Twice Daily. Because I feel like if you eat at the Taco Shack, you're going to be going twice daily. Oh, God. Well, so anyway, uh, I would uh, suck up the Waffle House more, but they probably don't want to sponsor us so the hell with that but anyway i love waffle house love everything they got uh the people who work there are always so nice and they really are you know uh, I, th- I may have told this story before but heenan and i used to eat at waffle house really what yes. was heenan's go-to at waffle house? uh he would like steak and eggs mm. and uh you know there's they the, the the steak they serve you at waffle house is not the greatest steak in the world it's a little flat piece of beef right but he would eat it but what Heenan and I liked about Waffle House was what they put on everything. And you see them ladle it if oh, you sit there. He talks about this. We yeah. About yeah. Like off flavor. Flavor fry. Yeah. Yeah. And we just love flavor fry. And flavor fry is the fucking bomb. I think I, oh, oh, you got a green light. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this recently. Yeah. Maybe even off air. Mm-hmm. But Waffle House, believe it or not, is one of the... Uh, establishments who sell the most steak in North America. What? Yeah, because here's the deal. They're open 24-7. Right. They're affordable. So if you got a bunch of locations and you're affordable, right. you're going to sell a bunch. So like a few years ago, the number one chicken seller in the United States was... Chick-fil-A. McDonald's. Because they're everywhere. Everywhere. Right. So, hey, you can have chicken nuggets and chicken sandwiches and chicken biscuits and shit before you know it. You're the number one chicken seller just based on location and price. And I think that's probably, you know, why Waffle House is there for steak and not right. necessarily for Chris. Well, I can't believe, really, I can't believe that you let me over, motherfucker. It pisses, you know, you know, it pisses me off. That, that he sees you in the turn lane. 
Right, and we'll. You and clearly we'll, don't have a choice. The lane is about to end. It's a merge right. lane. It's going to end. He knows that, and, and he's he like, "Fuck we'll, you!" I'm we'll move over. First. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I hate that. It's sort of like when you were already there, and Jr. Mm-hmm. tried to come in on you. Oh, jeez. It's nothing like that at all. Well, it is. Okay. Because he was yelling, let me over, motherfucker. Here comes Jay on the merge lane, Sassafras. Yeah, there you go. So, anyway. Uh, oh, he was on the Jericho cruise and we weren't. Yeah, I know. But, you know, what? You know what they, it's just like you told Lewis Black one time, you got to be over. And he's over and I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your podcast gets more downloads than JR does. What? Yeah. I'm on the inside track. Wow. That's only because... I'm not shitting on JR. I'm a big fan of JR. Right. He's my favorite announcer ever. Right. Without question. What the fuck? Really? No, I just wanted to say without question. Okay. Well, Um, well, then Casio's my favorite fat-ass redneck ever. How's that sound? I'm fine. I'm not a fat-ass redneck. Okay. Southern refined. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. Besides my Miller Lite addiction... I'm not going to call it addiction. I want to say just appreciation. There's not... I mean, what else about me is redneck? Nothing. No. Miller Lite's about it. Yeah, if, if you can call it a redneck beer. Oh, which reminds me, you know, we have a lot of people follow us on Patreon, follow us on Twitter, follow us everywhere. Wait, hey, by the way, speaking of patrons, has Efren butt-fucked you yet? Stop it. No, he told me that his low-key plan... Okay. Was to get a hall pass from his partner. Okay. Because if he got one, okay. it's going to be you. No, stop. So anyway. He, he told me he didn't think he could hit bottom, but okay. he could fuck up the side. Uh, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> Jeez. Efren, we love you, buddy. We really do. Don't pay attention to him. So anyway, um, one of our uh, patrons who we talk about a lot is Bad Money Slim. Bad Money Slim! Motherfucker. We were, you know, I'm on it every Mondays. I'm on every Monday. I'm on Patreon live. Uh, and fans can interact. Fans can interact. Okay. He told me one time. He said, uh, "Do you drink a lot of beer like Conrad?" I said, "No, I don't." He said, "Well, I was. He was at a show where you were drinking beer." I said, "Well, how many did he have?" He said, fourteen. Oh. Wait, Bad Money Slim's a low key count. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. Legit. And I said. Did you count the number? And he said, yes. I said, you counted his beer? Yes. Fuck, so. Well, you know, he's got a bar, so I guess. Oh, is that Bad Money Slim's gimmick? He owns a bar? Yeah, he owns a bar. Oh, huh? I know that. Yeah. Well, yeah, listen, it's probably true. I mean, here's the deal. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big guy. Yeah, agree. right. And I, and I come from, you know, some Irish and Indian stock. <laughs> so I can drink a lot. Irish and Indian? Do you mean like Native American or I mean like, like a Wahoo and Fit Finley? Oh, okay. You don't mean like a Pooh who's uh, or a Boo, whatever his name is. Thing too. I, you know, I don't even know that me and you talked about this, but we got Ancestry DNA to sponsor eighty-three weeks, and I got to do my real. Like, I'd like to say hello to Dave Green, by the way. Go ahead. Where am I from? Who am I? Blah blah blah. And I was told my whole life I had Indian in me. Yeah. And it turns out I don't. Right. What I do have, though, is 1% Congo. <laughs> right? I feel like Michael Hayes. I'm more black than you are. Congo. I'm one, Congo. You're not. There's not. Listen. Hold, t- hold still. I'm going to unzip. I'll show you. I'm Congo. 
fucking Congo. What? You fucking Congo. Go over in the Congo says, we're now going to the deepest jungles of Congo, and here's a tribe. Look at this guy. He, the, the guy hang goes, on, hang on, hang on. that guy goes, roll tide. Now, hang on. <laughs> you, what you just started right there, and you didn't even know it. It was inadvertent. As you started the Akeem the African Dream promo, as you said deepest, darkest. <laughs> And that's the way I started. From deepest, darkest Africa, this is a king, the African dream. Oh, God. And then the horns hit, and boom, here comes my big ass, strutting and cutting. Holy shit. I mean, I'm God King, the Alabama dream. Yes, you are. You tell me I'm not at least 1% God King. Oh, I got no. the paperwork to prove it. Congo. Congo. Okay. So you had, you had, well, first of all, can I say, can I just be very honest here? Yes. I know I don't have the downloads of Bruce. I know oh, I don't God. have the downloads of Eric. Okay. I know I don't. Listen, let me just tell you. But, but can David better. Green get off his fucking ass and give me a sponsor too? Well, we just did a promo for Blue. Well, he didn't get it for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's what I was going to say. And uh, what? Let me make you feel better. Okay. And I've heard that this is a popular statement. Okay. It's a good size. <laughs> Your show's a good size. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. It's cute. It's perfect for yeah. me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, anyway. That's and what the, Judy told Cassie. Oh, it's a good size. God. And, you know, a friend of mine went to uh, close a deal recently. Were we talking the mortgage business or something else? Yeah. Not the mortgage. Okay. All right. A friend of mine wants to close a deal. Okay. Follow me so far. Uh, I got you. Yeah. And um, the person he was selling, she said, well, you're very non-threatening. <laughs> I didn't know what to think about that. I, I didn't either. Non-threatening. Non-threatening. Huh. So she thought... Non-threatening. Well, anyway, he's That's, he's not getting laid. Is basically what it oh, is. No, 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 no. I think he closed the deal. Okay. And he was told up front he was non-threatening. All right. And it made me wonder: was there like some sort of performance anxiety? Or? Yeah. No. Huh. I guess so. Though. Wow. Non-threatening. Hey, you know, I'm going to be in Atlanta tomorrow. Yes, uh, that is, uh, by the way, on uh, Monday, uh, the 5th of November, you'll be in Atlanta. So we're taping this on Sunday, but I'm just saying hypothetically when you're saying. You're on Patreon every Monday night. Right. Ah. I'll be in Atlanta. Okay. Well, that means you'd have to come to my house. Well, I'm not invited, but we could meet at like a Starbucks or somewhere Lois would agree on. Right. And, and do it there. Yeah, wherever you'd like. Yeah, that'd what be if, great. Oh, what if we, let's dream big. <laughs> what if me and my wife oh. had dinner with you and your wife? Uh-huh. And we put it on Patron. Put it on, wow, that would be something, wouldn't it? Think we could get Lois to go for that? Uh, Maybe no. Maybe the whole thing a few minutes? No, no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't go for that. She wouldn't get on Patron at all? No. She. All right, what if she held the camera so you and I could be on Patron? Well, you know, to be on Patron, you, you kind of, you, you can't really do it on your, uh, you can't really do a live Patron on your. Uh, we could take a laptop. Okay, well, that's what we have to do, take a laptop. You think that's to be the first time they've had a laptop at Del Frisco's in Atlanta? They <laughs> used to report on Pop Pop dropping trowel or whatever he was doing over there. 
Wait a minute. By the way, have you been to the, the Del Frisco's in Atlanta? I'm not, no. It's attached to the Oriental Hotel, and that's not even racist. That's the name of it. Can you believe they called it that? They call it. That's They don't call the it. Oriental. They don't Mandarin call it. Oriental. They don't call it the Asian Hotel or anything like that? Asian Hotel. Yeah. If it was Turner, y'all would call it the fucking. Uh, <laughs> yes. You call it the International. International Hotel. It's not a foreign object. It's the International Object. Jesus Christ. Were you there when they said you can't say foreign object? You got to say International Object? I was not. I don't, I don't think I was at the original meeting, but it got trickled down to me. And we all went. And you heard that. We all response went. was? Well, we'll be out of business in a week. And we weren't, but we were out of business. And you with thought because you had to call no. Brass Knuckles International, it was just instant close the doors? No, I just thought that was the beginning of their shitty decision making. Exactly. Exactly. So you just flashed your phone at me and I saw a baseball player. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. My favorite baseball player of all time. Reggie Jackson from 1969. Oakland A's. Wow. Yeah, that's me. My background on my phone is my wife. Well, you're a newlywed. No, but I love her so much. Oh, I know you do. And I I understand that. Uh, but uh, it'll change. You think I'll love, I'll love her less? No, it just it marriage changes. It it it. So I'm gonna take her picture down and put it Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Would it make you feel better if I put Lois's picture on here? Well, it feel more normal. Okay. <laughs> you're saying a guy that has Reggie Jackson's picture on his phone is not normal? Is that what you're you're saying? Yep, that's what I'm uh, saying. Okay, well. I'm glad we cleared that. I hope I'm going the right way here. I've been talking. Yeah, I'm going the right way. Well, it won't matter. I'll be asleep shortly. <laughs> oh, you, you, no. No, 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 no. You're staying awake. You're staying fucking awake with motherfucking me, motherfucking tonight. Why, why are you cursing so much? <laughs> I just don't know. I just, you bring out the worst. So, let's, <clears throat> you want to call Lois? Well, before we do, I okay. would like your critiques on 83 Weeks. You've seen Bruce and I do yeah. a couple of shows. Yeah. Now you've seen Eric and yeah. I do a show. Yeah. I thought our Baltimore show was better than our Nashville show. But okay. I felt like that because I had more Eric and Bruce. Not Bruce. Eric likes it when there's more me in there. Okay. And I don't get that, but we were certainly more argumentative here in Nashville. Right. You got the chance to see it. What's your thoughts? What's your feedback? I, I thought I, I liked it because I thought he was very entertaining. When, when you said you were going to do a podcast with Eric, you know, and Eric has mentioned this to us, to you before, uh, you know, the, he said, you know, I'll, I'll do a podcast, but I'm not funny. Right? right. He said that. That's what he says. But he actually was very funny. He was very, he told some very good stories and he told them with a funny twist to him. And I... And I and I think he's uh, much funnier than he gives himself credit for. So I I really really enjoyed it because I didn't know what to expect. You know I thought it'd be you know these boring stories, but you know he's uh, and it's the first time that Eric and we saw each other briefly at Starcast, but it's the first time Eric and I had a chance to sit down and talk to each other, and it was great, man. It, it really really was was great to see him. And of course, you know I, I always give I always make jokes about the Gold Club. And, of course, you just kind of brought it up between us, you know. Hey, I'm going to start some shit. Let's go ahead, Tony. Tell Eric what you've said about him about the gold club. So, And you tucked that shit. Yeah, well, I told the truth about what happened. When? Ha! What, what happened, happened when? Eric? Eric? Yeah, okay. Got in a scandal? He wasn't in, well, I guess he wasn't in scandal, but the scandal wasn't. What actually happened with him and, and the gold club? 
you know, I don't know exactly, but I know that what the court document said is that they had surveillance on him enjoying a good time there and may or may not have right. partaken in some wares. Right. But there was no money that exchanged hands. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't soliciting a prostitute. No, and he and he never was indicted for anything, was no, he? Was, he didn't get no, he in trouble at all. And no, this the thing is like everybody wants to play gotcha on social media, but right? It's like he was guilty of going to a strip club. Exactly, and and I Tony, told you've been to a strip club. Yes, I have, and, and I have too. And neither yeah. one of us got arrested for it. No, and and it, I told the story about the FBI getting in touch with me and saying we want to talk to him. I went, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? And they said. Here's some pictures we got, surveillance pictures of Kevin Nash going to the Gold Club. And those are the only pictures I saw. And then they said, do you know anything about Eric Bischoff, Kevin Nash, and Craig Sager, who's since passed away, being in the Gold Club together? And I said, no. And that was basically the end of our talk. So, and then, but but when, he, when, the, when the FBI agent said, Eric Bischoff, Gold Club, I wanted to make a joke out of it. Which reminds me. Uh, can you tell me the? Because ever not everybody, a lot of people are asking me on on Patreon when we get together, or send me a note on Patreon. Uh, can you tell me what, if anything, because rumors are out there, you know, rumor and innuendo, right? That's right. All right. What if anything went down with Buff Bagwell at Starcast? No, we've talked about this before here on the show. No, we haven't. I think he just needs some prevention. Okay. We haven't oh. we haven't talked about this on the show. No, we haven't. Uh, he came in and he did why it ended with uh, Matt Coon and Robbie E. Right. And he did a photo op. Yeah. And he went. That's it. What else did you expect? Well, I don't know what else. I mean, people are saying that that you and he got into an argument. That uh, he tried to do something underhanded. And I'm saying I never did hear that. And people say, well, it's out there. I say, well, you know, fuck. I say, I, but, hey, you know what? Well, well, you know what? When StarCast 2 happens, a lot of people will notice who is or who isn't booked. Uh, okay. And I'll let that just stay okay. where it is. All right. All right. There you go. Well, it's the rumor business we live in. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just bullshit. Anyway, so uh, you don't like to drive, do you? No, I don't mind driving, but I don't think I like it as much as you do. I think you really like Loki and enjoy it. Oh, I, I, my, my, my father was a truck driver, and not one of these big trucks. He was a uh, he hauled gravel and and uh, dirt and stuff like that in what we called a dump truck, uh, and he drove for a living. And I just absolutely love it. When we would go, when and I mentioned this before, when we would let's say we would have a nitro in Baltimore. And maybe a thunder in Philadelphia, or we would. I would always drive from town to town. I was the driver, and it was either like me and Heenan, and uh, sometimes Lee Marshall, and and sometimes Dusty Rhodes. Uh, and uh, I always drove, always drove, and I just absolutely love it. And that's why I don't mind driving around the the Southeastern Conference like I've done. I've driven this year to Baton Rouge. I've driven to Florida. I've driven to Kentucky now. I went to Waynesboro, uh, Virginia, for the uh, uh, the autograph signing we had a couple of weeks ago. Am, am I interrupting you on your fucking phone there? Not at all. Okay. Uh, and uh, 
and then I was at uh, drove back from uh, NWA 70. Because it, uh, people don't realize this, between Nashville and Atlanta is really not that far. But anyway, I do love it, and uh, that's why I was really excited that you were going to ride back with me. Okay, so now, we've, we've established that David Green does not do any sponsorships for me. Can we establish that mainstream media reported that Ric Flair was at Donald Trump's rally in Chattanooga tonight? Wow. And he wasn't? Wow. It was actually the nature boy Paul Lee, who was an independent wrestler who lives in Georgia. Wow. And he runs a, uh, an independent wrestling federation. I think it's called AFW. And he's just in the outskirts of Atlanta. And yeah, he, uh, he went to Donald Trump's rally in Chattanooga. And people reported that it was actually Ric Flair. So it's fake news, basically. You know, me and you didn't talk about this, but I got a little bit of shit from both you and Eric when we were on stage on 83 weeks. And I even got a couple of people tweeting at me about being on my phone. Can I tell you why I was on my phone? Why were you on your A major media source in yeah. professional wrestling. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to bury them. Well, bury them. If they, if, texted okay. me and said, how's Rick? And I didn't respond. As in your father-in-law, Rick. And then they said, is he dead? Wow. And I didn't respond. Huh? And then they said, I have a report that he had a heart attack just checking on it. I'm on stage when this text comes in. So I text my wife and say, hey, have you talked to your dad today? And she says, no. And then I text Rick and Wendy, and I said, is everything okay? And I waited, and when that text came in, when I got a response, I immediately snatched it up to see what it was and started texting back, and that's when you guys started busting my balls about texting during the show or being on my phone. But I thought, legitimately, uh, Pop Pop just had a heart attack. And Wendy said, no, everything's fine, why? Everything's fine, why? And so then I said, well, uh, dirt cheat guy, Wow. Just texted me and said that Rick had a heart attack. And immediately Rick called me, but I couldn't answer him on stage. Right. And I said, hey, man, sorry, blah, blah, blah. So I'm in the middle of all that when I think a wow major part yes. of my wife's life yeah, is, having problems. is in situation here. <sighs> so I'm like, oh, i got to handle this. And you guys are busting my balls because I'm not talking about I don't, rem- I don't remember. But I, don't, or whatever. I don't remember busting your balls about that, but... I also, uh, so we, we, he did not have a heart attack. No, he's fine. He's fine. Nothing ever happened. But and it's funny that, you know, I'm tagged in everything from he had a heart attack and he's dying to he's at Trump's rally. Neither one are true. He's not at Trump's rally. He's not even in Tennessee. Like, he's not here. He's out of state. So people start tagging me that he's at Trump's rally. I'm like, this is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, he's not. Jesus Christ. And then... What the fuck's wrong with people? He's dying. He had a heart attack. No, he's not. It's just weird. So now, uh, did you text uh, this dirt sheet person back to let him know you're full of shit? I said, nope, he's fine. And they said, thanks. But still, I can't help but wonder, if they didn't text me, would that have ran? Yeah, it would have. It would have run. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have, but it's just like, how does that get so wrong where it's just legit made up? Like, 
He was trying to call me laughing about how silly it was. Like, I'm fine. Wow. So, you know, you be, you being a, the better man and above all this will not call this dirt sheet out for people. No, because there's no need. To, I mean, here's the deal. He's a nice guy. He was told news. He was trying to clarify it with me. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, okay. And so he did it the right way, but it's still just like, like just for a minute, it was like, oh, my God. Hypothetically, if that would have happened. You would have to bolt, right? I have to leave. And I'm on stage. Right. Like, all these people paid to see the show. And we have a whole show mapped out. Yeah. But I have to leave right now. And that seems like a really shitty thing to do. But if that's going on in the fan, I got to go right now. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Here's your money back. Refunds out the door. Or, right. You know, you and Eric make them laugh. It's not like Eric's leaving. Eric <laughs> tried to fire his fucking ass. <laughs> I mean, told the whole locker room, the whole company, I'm going to sue him into personal bankruptcy. Oh, It's going to be in the street. Oh, Jesus Christ. So if I would have told Eric, he'd be like, so? Don't we get paid yet? You ain't going nowhere. Sit down, fat boy. Uh, uh, Okay, so I have another question. Uh, Anyway, I'm really having a good time. Isn't this great? Aren't I I a good driver? You are. Now, can we just talk about that? Realistically, today's the first time you've hung out with Eric Bischoff since 2001. Yeah. That's a long time, man. It is. Think about it. You guys worked so closely for so long. Right. And the last time you saw him was 2001. The last time y'all really worked together was 2000. Right. And all this time later, first time you hook up is at Del Frisco's in downtown Nashville. Right. Yeah. How about that? And I'll tell you this, as a as a wrestling fan, it was pretty cool because you guys both shared stories about how you really didn't understand the impact you had on our lives. Right. And Eric told the story where he was so touched he was moved to tears about the impact that our shows and our you know whether it was the actual nitro or our podcast just your contributions to wrestling one way or another video audio whatever right have had on people and then you shared a story about one of our listeners who had something very traumatic happen right trying to sort of get through that really challenging moment in life and our podcast carried them through. And my DMs are littered with stories like that. I know. It's... And I think we sometimes just take that for granted. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for being a part of this fun ride with us. Because you and I sometimes just think... And, you know, they used to talk about this in wrestling. Especially like a guy like Jim Cornette. He would say, oh, I was just trying to pop the boys. Yeah. Well, you're trying to make me laugh. I'm trying to make you laugh. But as a result, we make a lot of people laugh. And the... We don't ever really see those people until we do a show like we're going to do this coming week in Charlotte. Tickets are on sale now at Tom Zink. I'm not saying TomZink.com. Right. Not saying that as a cheap plug, but yeah, why we not don't really cheap plug? See those folks. No. It right now it's me, you, and a windshield. <laughs> but you know, over hundred thousand folks are going to listen to this, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I. It it all, and I've used this term before, blows me away. And you know, Eric was talking today, and Eric was tearing up. He really was tearing up talking about that, and. I, it just kind of, I, I, I still, it still at times doesn't register with me until I make the phone calls that I make, uh, making phone calls for Patreon or making phone calls for t-shirts. And that's why even though I'm behind on t-shirt calls, those are important to me. And everybody will say, you are a part of my childhood. I know you hear it all the time. And I'm thinking, yeah, I hear it all the time, but I don't mind hearing it again. It means a lot to me. It means a lot that, because we put a lot of time and effort into this business. We really, really did. 
for better or for worse. And uh, to, to think that we had an impact on people's lives just kind of blows me away. That doesn't kind of blow me away. Really blows me away. Are you awake? No, I am. I was just letting you talk to the audience. Okay. Know what they, what they All right. meant to you, but. All right. If you want me to jump in and tell you that you're a short dick motherfucker, I will. <laughs> no, but speaking of that, because she's not expecting anything. Should we call Lois? Yes, we should call. And, oh. Please say a command. Call, call Lois. Lois. I don't know if that happened. Say a line number uh, or say none of those. Oh, you're doing it on your phone. One. I'm doing it on my phone. Oh, it's on speaker. Calling Lois Schiavone on cell. They always get my name wrong, Schiavone. Wait, that's... That's how they say it's... Schiavone, yeah. That, wow. She's either going to be in a good mood or a bad mood. Well... I'm going bad. Yeah. Be quick. Be, be quick? Why? Because I'm watching Outlander. Oh, shit. All right. Well, Conrad and I are driving back. We were going to prank call you on our podcast here, so... Uh, when out, when's Outlander finished? In about an hour? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. All right, I'll call you back, okay? Bye. Bye. What the fuck is she hung up before I could say bye? Just so I'm clear, how much money does she make from watching Outlander? Uh, zero. And does your household benefit financially from doing this podcast? Uh, uh, tremendously. What yeah. the fuck is her problem? Uh, she get with yeah. the program? Be quick. How about that? Huh? Well, that's what she used to say to you during all the love making. <laughs> Fine, but be quick. Be quick. <laughs> and you were like, no problem. I don't have anything done. That's right. When I'm done, we're done. I'm going to give her all she's got <laughs> for about 14 seconds. Oh, God. So we tried to... Uh, well, about, Where's your button? Say the, do, hit your button again. Yeah, okay. What do you want me to do? Hit it. Call Bruce Pritchard. Call Bruce Pritchard, you whore. <laughs> no work number was found for Bruce Pritchard. Would you like to call him on other? Yes. Calling Bruce Pritchard on other. Here we go. All right. On to other. She thought you said work and you said whore. Hey, guess what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm driving from Nashville to Atlanta, and I've got as my passenger Conrad Thompson, and we are uh, doing a doing our road trip podcast, and we're just prank calling people, and you're one of our favorite people of all time. Uh, to prank call, I'm, I'm your favorite person. No, no, person no, to call. No, one of my one of our favorite people to people to call. You're the only oh, okay. person who would answer, Bruce. <laughs> I understand that part. <laughs> so how you doing, buddy? It's going absolutely wonderful, man. I'm, I'm just trying to get used to this new time zone. It's, it's late in the evening for me. And I know you can relate to that since you're, you're of the elderly age kind of like I am. Uh, Bruce, is your refrigerator running? As a matter of fact, it is. Well, maybe you should run and catch it. <laughs> Hang up on him. Uh, Hang up. <laughs> oh, that ain't right. That ain't right. So how, how was your little show in Zanies? Isn't that a great place? Yeah, we love Zanies, and it was uh, Tony's first time actually checking it out. But 
Uh, Tony and I are going to be there uh, next month on my dad's birthday. So we're going to disappoint him on his birthday, which I know he's really excited about. Well, you know, that, that's sad. That's sad because Larry Thompson deserves a good birthday. Is Larry going to be there for the for his birthday at Zaney's in Nashville? Zero chance of that happening. Wow. We could talk to that and just ride on up there and uh, enjoy that. So, so tell me about your show. How was it? I'll let Tony answer. Well, I was the special guest of Eric Bischoff's, and uh, it was great. Eric and I got to really kind of uh, reconnect for the first time. We saw each other at StarCast, but we got to reconnect for the first time. And, uh, you know, Eric did a great job. He really did. I, I wasn't, you know, he's always said, you know, I'm not funny. Uh, if you want the humor out of me, you're probably not going to get much. But he was a funny guy, and, and the fans really loved him. Funny like ha-ha or funny strange? Funny like ha-ha. <laughs> so, so you took care of the funny strange part of it then yes yes I, I certainly did I was the funny strange hey Bruce I wanted to tell you that you know you're one of my favorite people of all time did I ever tell you that oh bullshit <laughs> no no Tony you never have told me that yeah, I always looked up to you you know uh, I always thought you were uh, you know you knew the business you worked hard you're uh, one of the real good people in the business so I just thought I'd call and tell you that well, I, I greatly appreciate Tony. I, you know, you're you're one of my favorite WCW announcers of all time, too. Well, thank you. I I know I I never. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> hey Bruce, did you uh, did you happen to read the Observer this week? I never read the Observer. Uh, the Observer wrote that you were fired from MLW, and there was a generation gap between the talent and they enjoyed working with Conan much better. So Conan was replacing you. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, well. Just wanted you to know, and well, by you, the way, your friend, your friend Tony, he's still the lead announcer for okay. said federation. Well, and, and I'm, look, and you know, as you know, Bruce, we always believe everything we read in the dirt sheets, right? Well, yeah, because you know he he was there and um, right exactly exactly yeah he he was right there on that call. Well, you know it's it's a shame it's a shame about that gen. There there definitely was a generational gap there, and um, you know shit happens. But good God, Conan's my age, isn't he? Those are details, Bruce. Those are details. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, well, I'm just just curious because if anybody would know, Meltzer would know. Yeah. I've always said that. You know what? I just looked it. I just looked it up, and yeah, Conan's one. He's a year younger than I am. Well, there it is. A year younger. But Con I, but I like Conan, and uh, so good for him, man. I'm happy for him. Conrad just fell asleep. No, I didn't. Yo, yeah, you did. Waiting on something interesting to happen, which with <laughs> you guys could be a while. <laughs> well, how about fuck Dave Meltzer? <laughs> how about that? How about that? Well, you know what? We He's can't... a little lion cock, cock-ass piece of shit. Oh. How's that? Is that better? Uh, that's... Wait, wait, wait. What is a cock-ass? <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it is, when you see Dave Meltzer with his whole cocked up, steroided up body, then you'll know. Well, I feel like you're being mean right now. Yeah. No, I'm just being honest. There's a big difference. See, that's the difference between me and Dave Meltzer. I'm honest, and he's full of fucking horse shit. Yeah. Well... Huh, well, Bruce, I'm glad we got you all lathered up here and uh, upset you about it. You got me all lathered up, and then you're going to put me to bed. <laughs> now I'm going to put you to bed. Could you send us a picture of your penis? No. 
Okay, it was just worth asking. Tony's been dying to see it all day. Uh, yeah. Imagine. You know how that is. You guys have a fixation with penises over there. No, hey, whoa, 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 fucker. Don't say you guys. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. So it's, it's, whoa, 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 whoa. Low-key Big Hog, true or false, is a T-shirt that yeah. you sell. Yes, it is. But, but so what, do you, what do you refer to your people as? Slap dicks. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Tony knows all about it. He He's the penis man? <laughs> Speaking of penis, if you'd like yours to get a little stiffer, where should, what should they do, Bruce? Well, if, if I were you, go to bluechew.com and uh, use my promo code. No, we're using the promo code WHW on this one. Yeah, what? No, ha- you would use promo code Russell. What about, well, yeah, that'll give him something to wrestle with. <laughs> I was going to ask what happened when Tony got hard. Find out. Bluechew.com. Use that promo code. When was the last time that happened, Tony? <laughs> well, that, that's that's personal That's personal information, Bruce, that I can't really talk about. It's just us talking right now. 1989. What, 89? That was when you were in Connecticut? Yeah, it was. He, okay. he, he told me... His nickname when he was in Connecticut was Nappy Dugout. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Nappy Dugout? Nappy Dugout? What the fuck? It's... Oh, God. Comrade, what is wrong with you? Uh, I'm a little punchy, and I've, I've been away. Have you had a few uh, middle lights tonight? No. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, we just left Waffle House, dude. You, you, they don't sell middle light at Waffle House. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I love Waffle House. You know what? Let me make you real jealous. Guess what Tony and I might do before he drops me off at the hotel? Y'all are going to Waffle House? We might go to Krispy Kreme. (laughs) This is real. Did you know that Bruce Pritchard was obsessed with Krispy Kreme? Uh, I did not. Whenever he comes to Huntsville, his first stop is to Krispy Kreme, and he gets as many boxes as the back seat will hold. My God. That's a true story. Well, you know, they they were they came out one time with a Krispy Kreme hamburger. Had you heard that? Yes, and they're pretty good too. I've had them. Oh. I could never eat a donut <laughs> hamburger. <laughs> yes, you could. That's Trust like, me, you could. That's weird, dude. You just get you just got you just got to do it, and then once you do it, you realize, oh my god, this is just outrageous. Right. I made lasagna tonight, and I put it on Patreon. Is this really what you're doing for bonus content on Patreon? Brother uh, I made lasagna. I think it's yeah. great, Bruce. I think it's great. Do you think it's great yeah. because you know that what we're doing is way better? No, I, I just well, think all it's... All Tony does is talk about penises on his phone and stuff. How? Oh, you got an idea. Why don't we make penis lasagna? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Oh, I'm going to run off the road. We keep this shit up. Who's driving? Me. I always drive. Toronto. Shavanto. <laughs> well, that's that's a bonus. And uh, are you staying at the Conradison tonight? No, no, we're headed to Hotlanta. Oh hell! Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, hey, a- did you hear that uh, Ric Flair had a heart attack? No, I did not. Because he didn't. Oh. Did you hear did that? They Rick- melt to report that too. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that Ric Flair was at the Trump rally in Charlotte? I mean, uh, Chattanooga. Uh, Pat Rose was. So was, this is real, the nature boy Paul Lee in the mainstream media reported it as 
That ain't your boy, Ric Flair. Paul Lee's got to be the most excited son bitch on the face of the earth. <laughs> can you believe uh, that they really confused Paul Lee and Ric Flair? For real? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, I can see that. He's, he's the woo nature boy. <laughs> Now, what, what's his thing? What's a good... He did, he did it. Don't I didn't know who me. he was. Woo me. Yeah. Don't Let me, me make me. it clear. Wait a minute. This, wow. is, this is really a wrestling gimmick, he says. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it really, it's a real human being that in the middle of a Q&A that we were having in Huntsville, Alabama, he invited himself up. Uh, he, put a, he put a plant in the line and asked me... Why do you just have Jimmy Hart, Road Warrior Animal, and Bruce Pritchard in the ring answering questions? Why isn't the real star of the show, the Nature Boy Paul E, available for questions? And I thought it was a rib at first. And then I said, well, Paul's always welcome. Thinking, duh, like, who said he couldn't be? And to my surprise, he grabbed his own cardboard standee and climbed the ring with his cardboard standee and a chair and set it up and he was ready for questions. No one asked him any questions. But he was there in case somebody had a Paul Lee question. And by the way, it sounds like we're shitting on Paul Lee, but he's a great guy. He's been great to me. But still, his gimmicks are, let me make it clear, don't boo me, woo me. And he does all the Ric Flair gimmicks. It's like Ric Flair cosplay. Right, Bruce? Yeah, and and, and I'm not going to shit on the guy either, but come up with your own gimmick. I'm sorry. I don't know I him. I'm going to shit on him. I don't know him. Fuck Go him. ahead, shit on him. Okay. Why don't, why don't we just give him fake razor like you did? You just gave people fake razor, fake these. No, but we own razor. There's a big difference. He doesn't own uh, the Nature Boy. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he bought it. <laughs> Jesus. It's not like, you know, one of, them, one of them their things. I don't think... Hey, have you guys seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet? No, I, I have not. I supposed to see it. I have not, but I plan to see it this coming week. How was it? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it's I'm a big Queen fan, so I thought it was wonderful. We know that. We've met Pat. Okay. Did it show him having gay sex? Um, there was some kissing going on, but not not gay. I don't remember. There might have been gay sex. I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I, th- I can't look at that. I got to look away. I'm yeah, sorry. Here's what's funny. Away. You've been around WWF so long, you don't even recognize gay sex when you see it. Oh, please. And you do. <laughs> no, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I didn't say I don't God, remember. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pull Eric Bischoff and say I don't recall. Oh, God. Did Eric recall anything this week? Dude, there was a couple of dudes in Nashville who were just firing off on him for not recalling, and he was fired up about it. (laughs) And then did he recall after that? He cut a promo, (laughs) and I said, all right, thanks for coming. (laughs) It was a great promo, too. It was a great ending. I like it. Did he sing? No, we got to get him a song, but you know what? I don't know how to tell you this, but I think Tony has stolen your gimmick. What is that? Tony sings now. Wait a minute. Was that your was that your gimmick, Bruce? Yeah, that's my gimmick. Hit it, Tony. <laughs> Do you 
hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men. It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. Should I go on? Yes. No. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's from Les Miserables. I, I know Broadway show tunes. Oh, okay. Well, you and Dalton Castle get along really well. <laughs> Me and who? You're Dal- oh, you don't know who Dalton Castle is? No. no. Dalton on. Castle is a guy from uh, ROH, and he has the greatest gimmick in the world. Um, he... But his his life is show tunes. He loves show tunes. He loves the theater and everything. So we were talking to him. And he was also a shooter. He was an amateur wrestler. I'm talking to him, and I'm going through all this stuff, these different things. I was like, I don't agree with that reason. God damn it. My gimmick would be I do show tunes. I love show tunes. I said, fuck out of me. <laughs> but he's really a great. He's really a good kid. He's really a nice guy. Very talented. But he, his whole thing is show tunes, and he could pretty much probably beat you note for note on all your show tunes shit. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well I, I would like to go against him. Conrad's asleep again, by the way. No, no. Oh, well, so your I, eyes yeah, are closed. Okay. He does that, though. It's a, it's a long trip from, from Nashville to Atlanta. Yeah. Well, anyway. He's got to get his visa in somewhere. Well, Bruce, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us here, and uh, I look forward to seeing you down the road. Give everybody an idea of what we're doing next. Well, my God, uh, what are we doing next? Are we doing William Regal next? Uh, we're going to Los Angeles, California on the 17th. On the 24th, we'll be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And then in December, we're going to Europa, as Bruce would say. We're going to hit Ireland and England and Scotland. All Northern Ireland, Conrad. Northern Ireland. Don't act like you remember anything now. This is my dog. I'm fucking it. You just hold the head. <laughs> you just hold the head. <laughs> BruceBritchard.com is where you can put those tickets in your Google machine. Uh, don't put a T in his name. Put one on your back. You can also do that at BruceBitcher.com. And eventually, sometime before he dies, but not in this calendar year or next, he'll call and personally thank you for your T-shirt purchase. Hi, right, Bruce. Oh, I did a lot of calling this week. Hey, you guys be safe. And uh, I love you both. And then be safe. And uh, enjoy your road trip show. Thank you. We will, buddy. My best to your family. All right, All right bud. Take be care. Safe. Bye. 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 See you, bud. Did we just uh, did we just promote Bruce Pritchard's shit on my podcast? You fucking called him. That's what happened. Uh, I feel like we need to take a time out. Why? So you can fall asleep? Yep. Okay. So Conrad Thompson's getting look at you all glassy eyed over there. Conrad Thompson is going to take a nap right now. Tony Shimani's car. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I just reflected back, and I can't let your listeners go off on La Miserable. So, for your listeners, I'm so happy, I'm so gay, I can come every day. I'm your mailman. I don't mess with keys or locks. I'll just stick it in your box. I'm your mailman. I can come in any kind of weather. That's because my sack is made of leather. I'm so happy, I'm so gay. I can come every day. I'm your mailman. Safe travels, guys.
Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> the fuck? Roll time. <laughs> All right, so uh, Conrad's going to go to sleep now for a little bit because he can hardly keep his head up. And uh, we'll be back with more on our road trip in just a few minutes. It's on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. 1990 Royal Rumble. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. And Hulk Hogan on top. We'll get our first glimpse at Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior. A little tease for WrestleMania 6. It's going to come down to the Hulkster and Mr. Perfect at the very, very end. And that's where we saw the famous, I guess it was almost like a, uh, a sheet or someone painted Hulkamania will live forever. And it did. You know, all these years later, 28 years later, it's still, it's still alive. It is? Oh, it's so fucking alive. Oh, come on. It's not. No, it's super. Dude, did you see Crown Jewel? <laughs> I didn't watch Crown Jewel, but Hogan was in that, right? He was the host. He by, by the way, did you see the tournament? They had a tournament they called Best in the World. John Cena was in it. They pulled him out and put Bobby Lashley in for no reason. And then it came down to the finals where The Miz was supposed to take on Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Instead, randomly, they sent Shane McMahon out, and he beat Dolph in under three minutes, and he is the best in the world. Uh, I don't understand that. Nobody else does either. What? How do they explain why Shane McMahon came out? Because he can do it? You got it. What well, didn't Shane McMahon say on SmackDown that he... If anybody would... I don't get it. Okay. That if you were part of SmackDown and you lost in the tournament, that you would be fired? Didn't he say that? Accurate. Okay. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But there you go. What do I know, right? right. Don't answer that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow, you just fucking laying them down for me today. I don't, <laughs> That's right. I don't know how to be mean when you're making it this easy. So let me ask you, what's the longest road trip you've ever taken in your life? This one. <laughs> no, come on. He had to take... Uh, Larry Thompson, uh, you, had to, you had to take road No, trip. you know, the usual trip to the beach. So probably six or seven hours normally, but... Okay, so wait a minute now. From... Uh, from uh, you, would you go to Orange Beach? Is that you? Or where Usually it? Panama City has a ute. Uh-huh. So we'd go from uh, Huntsville, Alabama to Panama City. Okay. But, you know, I mean, I've been on longer road trips. I'd say probably uh, probably 12 hours. I mean, I've been to Chicago a few times, and I think I'm sure where else would be the furthest. But, yeah, 12 hours is probably as, as long as I've been in the car. But after that, I just, you know, that was it. That was the end. There, there wasn't like, I'm going to drive for 12 hours and then stop and then right. do more. Right. It was always just uh, at most 11, 12 hours. Yeah. But these days, I try to fly whenever I can. And actually, and you know this, uh-huh. I was supposed to be flying to Atlanta. I was right. supposed to fly from Chattanooga. Not Chattanooga. Uh, nobody flies from Chattanooga. Right. I was supposed to fly from Nashville to Atlanta tonight. Right. But then I realized, holy shit, you're a special guest and you're driving home. What if I just caught a ride with you? How about and, that? And you said... What if we made it a road trip show? Right. And I said, boy, that sounds like a good idea. And that was a huge mistake on my part. Why? Because this would have been a lot better if we were watching the Royal Rumble 1990. Well, we are going to watch the Royal Rumble next week. 
So you're trying to say you don't like my fucking company. That's what. No, no, no. I love your company, but I feel like right now we're we're shit in the bed. I mean, this is like Bischoff on wrestling at this point. <laughs> Jesus, no, it's not. It, it's absolutely not. I think we should try to. I mean, we called Bruce Pritchard, right? We did. Okay, I think we should try to call uh, Ric Flair now. <clears throat> I don't know if that's a good call. I don't know if you heard, but he had a heart attack and he was at the Trump rally. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he had a heart attack at the Trump rally. He sounds real busy for a Sunday. <laughs> he did not have a heart attack. We brought that up before. He was not at the Trump rally. That was all dirt sheet bullshit, and that's what you get for letting him have your number. It's also what you get for being in the family, uh, because if something happens, then they're going to get in touch with you. But it's the life that you've made for yourself, so there you go. But still, uh, I just, uh, you think it's too late to call him, though? I mean, Yes, Pop Pop's definitely in bed by now. Now, you know, it's a, it's now we're different. Well, I guess it's not now. Uh, I guess it's not now. I was thinking it's like, uh, I don't know what time it is now. He's probably had a warm glass of milk and he's all tucked in. Really? Has he really gone that far? I've oh, yeah. He's, listen, he's, he's super cool, but he quit drinking. Well, I understand that. But, uh, well, and now, I mean, he just likes snuggles. He likes Afghans. Really? More milk. Wow. Cookies. Wow. Never what I envisioned for him. He, he likes, he wears like footy pajamas. Does he really? Yeah. He's got the, uh, you know, your pajamas had the back cut out. His has the front cut out. I don't know why that is, but. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's not, that's not, I, I just can't get over that for Ric Flair. Uh, but I, I think it's great you're in his family. I, I think it's great that, you know, that, uh, that you can call him dad. I don't call him dad. You don't? He calls me son, but I don't call him dad. Okay. All right. So what's Thanksgiving going to be like this year? I think everybody's coming to the Conradison. Wow. The Flair family too? I don't know how many of those are coming. Okay. Uh, you know, last year we did Thanksgiving uh, like split. We did my family and then we rode over to uh, Atlanta. Right. And did it at Rick's house. Right. This year, I'm not sure though, but I think uh, I think Ashley and the whole gang are gonna come over for either Thanksgiving or right. Christmas, one or the other. But right. you know, she's got Starcade. They're bringing Starcade back. I mean, you haven't talked about that. Last year, they brought Starcade back, and it was uh, essentially a glorified house show. But it happened Greensboro. in Greensboro at the Coliseum, and they even let. Goldust come out as Dustin Rhodes. With his great song, The Natural, right? You want to give our listeners maybe a taste of what that sounded like? Yeah. Well, they call him The Natural. Natural. Natural can be he. Well, they call him The Natural. Natural. It's naturally he. What the fuck? So, um, and on top was Uh, Charlotte versus Natty in a cage. Right. Okay. For the title. And... Rick was like the big guest. You know, ticket sales came out really, really strong because people thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. You know, right. Starcade's back, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they slowed. And so they announced Rick, and then they moved a tremendous amount of tickets. And they did it in Greensboro. Well, this year, did you hear where Starcade is? I haven't heard anything about Starcade. Cincinnati. What? Yep, Cincinnati. Who came up with that brilliant fucking idea? Uh, probably Michael Hayes. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. Uh, you know what I was, I was... Hey, I was backstage at 
uh, SmackDown this past week because they were in Atlanta, right? A lot of miserable folks there. Oh, you fucking hate. And uh, so Dean Malenko said, hey, I'll go get Hayes. I know you want to talk to him. And Michael Hayes, uh, he, he led him towards the, the room there where the producers are in or the agents are in. And Hayes walked in. He saw me. He said, I hate this motherfucker. I said, sounds legit. I said, what the fuck? What do you mean sounds legit? Well, I mean, you're not a, you're not a well-liked. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold the fucking phone. <sighs> what? You bring it on yourself, though. I don't. I, I'm a likable guy. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, did you come to my wedding? There's a for instance. No, but I... Did I go to your daughter's? Yes, you did. And I mean, do you, so do you see some inconsistency? You're just, yeah, yeah. you're a selfish, old, <laughs> miserable fuck. Oh my god! But thanks for the lift. Okay. No, you're more than welcome. By the way, there is a billboard we just passed that says, "Are you going to heaven or hell?" Well, yeah, they. I know they. Where, where, where am I at? Is this your state? <laughs> we don't do shit like that in Alabama. Oh bullshit! No, know. no, we just win championships and fuck our cousins. Well, Oh, hey, by the way, uh, by the way, uh, congratulations on Alabama winning the SEC West. Hey, and congratulations on Auburn finally winning a game. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. And, of course, it'll be Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship. Rumor and innuendo yeah. is that there might be an appearance that weekend by Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. What happened when? <laughs> Uh, we've been working very, very closely with the venue for what feels like forever. Right. And we're about to, uh, as they say, nut cutting time. Oh, yeah. In other words, somebody needs to get off their ass. I think by this time next week, we'll either announce the show or announce why it's not happening uh-huh. and name names and give their email address. Okay. Why not happening when? How about that? Dude, for real, if they pull out after all this time we've been working on this, I'm going to give their their email address and let our listeners just fire off one email right. after another. And this time next year, they have to let us in. Well, you know, we were really were unsure that, well, I mean. That, I was not unsure that Alabama was in the no, SEC No, no one was. But we, it was still kind of up to bait whether uh, the Georgia Bulldogs would be because they had to beat Florida, then they had to beat Tennessee. And they had to be Tennessee at Tennessee. And T- Listen, the idea of anybody being worried about Tennessee is I'm, I'm pretty sorry. comical. I'm sorry. Uh, Kentucky, whatever. Had to be Kentucky in, in Kentucky. So, yeah, so it was It was, It was. was different. I mean, it was, a new, it was, I don't know what I'm saying. I guess I'm half asleep here now. Uh, but it was, wasn't was a clear cut that Georgia was going to make it back to the, the SEC championship. But the last time Georgia and uh, Alabama met for in the, at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Doom Stadium, of course, that was a national championship. And uh, we all recall what happened then. So, anything else you want to talk about here? Hey, he's falling asleep. Pick up your microphone there. I'm not falling asleep. I'm just waiting for you to stop fucking filibustering <laughs> about nothing and get me to goddamn Weston. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've never been on an interstate with a speed limit of 70, and yeah, we're still going 48. <laughs> I'm going right now. Hey, fucker, I'm going 78 right now. 78. You sped up as soon as I said that. <laughs> no. You got on the gas. We are gaining on this Honda Civic right here. <laughs> I'm a, you, you need to stop because I'm a hell of a driver. Compared to what? Compared to, compared to most people. While you were asleep, 
while you were fucking asleep, there was a car from New Jersey that tried to run my ass off the road. Man, would that not have been a hell of a story? Yeah, wouldn't that have been a hell of a story? If I was supposed to have a plane ride to my vent, to my my final destination. Right. And instead, my final destination was you in the backwoods of Georgia. <laughs> we're not at the backwoods of Georgia. In a goddamn Fiat or whatever <laughs> we're in. We're not in a Fiat. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Yeah. It would be better if Shivani drove a Fiat. Yeah, wouldn't it be? God, who in the world would drive a... Well, I shouldn't say that. I was getting ready to say who in the world would drive a fucking Fiat, but... They're actually not bad. Uh, really? Good cars? Uh, we're not an explorer right now. Are we in an escape? Yeah, we're in a we're in a uh, edge. Okay. Because me, I like to live on the edge. Of a lightning bolt, daddy. <laughs> so what are we talking about right now? This was your idea. I thought you had some oh. sort of format for... Tell me about some of your favorite road stories uh, with, I don't know, Ted DiBiase. I never went on the road with Ted DiBiase. Rick Martell. Never went on the road with Rick Brooklyn Brawler. Never went on the road with Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn Brawler ever you to smell his fingers, tell the truth. Do what again? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler what? Did he ever ask you to smell his fingers? No, he never did. And why would he have? I was just making what, conversation. What, what, put your microphone up and you mouth and talk. I was just making conversation. (laughs) No. Was that a gimmick with the Brooklyn Brawler that he wanted people to smell his fingers? Jay, Jay, Jay. What? Is it? Jay, Jay, Jay. I don't know. Okay. Just making conversation. All right. Well, tell me about the road stories with Marty Jannetty. Never went on the road. Shawn Michaels. Never went on the road. Demolition Axe. Uh, no, never went on the road. Demolition Smash. Uh, okay, I can tell you a story about Demolition Axe. Oh, well, thank God. Uh, no, Demolition Smash. Well, we'll get it right. Which How about Crush? Okay, which one? Mr. Fuji. No, wait, hang on a second. One of them was in Turner. Which, okay, yeah, which one was? That was Darso. That was Smash. Okay, Smash. All right. So, uh, Darso, uh, one day, I think I may have told if I've told this story, stop me. Uh, Darso, one day I was walking down the hallway in a, in a hotel room, and he said, "Hey, you want a beer?" And he was, and I went, "Yeah." So he went to his room, and there were like beer bottles every fucking way. And I said, "What in the world are you doing?" And he said, "Well, I had 36 beers tonight. I drank." I said, well, "You drank 36 beers?" He said, "Yes. This will be my 37th." Pop the top, and there it was. I didn't think anybody could drink that many beers in one night. How many beers were the most that you drank in one night? Oh, I could do 37. Okay. <laughs> just, I just, man, I, I, I don't get that. But so anyway, the, so that's my uh, Darso story. So uh, any other road trips you like to know about? Yeah, Bushwhacker Luke. Never went out with Bushwhacker Luke. What about Butch? Not Butch. Neidhart. No Neidhart, huh? Bret Hart. <laughs> Why don't you come to close to a name that I know? Hulk Hogan. Uh, no, never. The Ultimate Warrior. No. Mr. Perfect. No. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, so, uh, Jim Crockett brought uh, Mr. Perfect in. Or we're doing 45 miles an hour no, again. No, we're not. We're doing 65. So, uh, uh, where was I here? Uh, Mr. Perfect okay. and Jim Crockett had nothing in common, but you were going to make a correlation. Okay, so I was making, yeah, okay, I'm making a correlation here. Uh, so, uh, 
What was I talking about? Mr. Perfect and Jim Crockett, and you're trying to make a correlation. Oh, yes. This is before he was Mr. Perfect. They brought in Kurt Hennig back in the 80s, before he went to the WWF. And they brought him into Charlotte to talk to him. And they asked me to go pick him up at the airport, which I did. But back then, uh, I was really broke. And uh, I had my mom's old... uh, Mercury Comet and the door on the passenger side didn't work so I we're, to... we're in that car today by the way <laughs> no, we're not so I had to go to the airport to pick up Mr. Perfect or Kurt Hennig back then and I say you got to slide in this side he said are you kidding me I said no so he slid in like he was my date and uh, we both had to get in the same and he had to slide over underneath the steering wheel to get in so that's my mr perfect story it's a wonder he didn't stick around <laughs> what about jerry lawler uh just worked with jerry lawler the xwf that's all carrie von eric uh never met carrie von eric david von eric uh never met david von eric but have you heard the rick claire david von eric story love to hear from you okay <laughs> which means you have heard it you've heard the have you heard the story about David getting drunk and Ric Flair getting David drunk in Japan. I mean, he died. What? Well, his last name's Von Eric. They're all dead. Oh, okay. Oh, then he died. Got it. No. Well, yes, he did die, but apparently, as the story goes, Ric Flair got David Von Eric drunk, and there was a girl. Rick, Rick had a girl, and David Von Eric had a girl, and Rick's. Uh, Rick got David Von Erich and his girl so drunk that they passed out and he took them up into a bought a hotel room, took them up through a hotel room and took off all their clothes they had passed out, put them in the bed and took their clothes with him and left. So David Von Erich wakes up with his girl that he really doesn't know naked in the bed beside of him and they say he just, they, Flair was kind enough to leave the cowboy hat and Von Erich just wrapped the sheet around him, put the cowboy hat on, and walked out of the hotel. He also uh, okay. got him so drunk right, that he removed all of his clothes oh, okay. in the lobby elevator. So, like, there, you know, there's, like, the little spot where in every, on every floor, there's a lobby for the elevator. Okay. So there's like a, there'll be a bank of rooms to the left, a bank of rooms to the right, and then right in the middle will be this other little room that you step in, and that's where you can gather and wait on one of the two elevators. And there's usually a couple of chairs, like uh, a big fucking painting of a flower, right. uh, a little end table. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Well, he stripped him ass naked and left him on that table. <laughs> and... He woke up the next day, uh-huh. and the elevator lobby yeah. of his floor, uh-huh. no room keys, no clothes, and had to figure it out. So this is probably the, was this in Japan? Uh, I don't remember where this was. Okay. I just know that he liked to strip him naked yeah. and leave him in places. Well, you do know that Flair's gimmick was getting people drunk. Well, that's still his gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's not. Yeah, it's still his gimmick. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he wants, doesn't drink, but he wants yeah. you to get fucked right, up. Right. And yeah. And and then I had heard that 
you know, he used to, everyone used to say, boy, Flair can really uh, take a drink. He could really hold his liquor. But the fact is, uh, I've been told many times that that's not really the case. No, that's a lie. He can. But sometimes he would want to make it a race with right. you and he to see who could drink the most. Uh-huh. And in those, he's the dirtiest player in the game because he would cheat. Right. He'd dump out his drink while you were. So while everybody's up. taking their shots, he's throwing his over the shoulder. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, here we he, are. He's a master of deception. Yeah. Slide of hand. He would sell it. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're passed out naked in the elevator lobby. and Yeah. He's uh, he's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Sherry Martell, got any road stories for her? Uh, no. Don't know. No, bless her heart. Missy Hyatt. Uh, well, uh, I, I can tell you the story that I told at uh, Eric's show tonight was, uh, first of all, I liked Missy, and I thought Missy and I worked very well together, you know, because we uh, did some co-hosting of some things, uh, and... Uh, but we were at a show, and I think it was Asheville, North Carolina, for some reason. And I was in the back, and she came in, and she had this sweatshirt on that was kind of cut low. And she obviously uh, had no bra on. And she put her bags down and was kind of rummaging through her bags. And I could see through the top of her sweatshirt that she had no bra on. And these boobs were just giant. I mean, they were like unbelievably enormous. And I just kept staring, and it was like, you know, watching a snake. And you, you know, the cobra, you look back, and the cobra's got your eyes, and you can't keep your eyes off. And she kind of raged up. She said, You okay? I went, Yeah, huh? I'm doing fine. Uh, so that's the only story I know about her. Did you just compare Missy Hyatt's breast to a cobra? No. Whoa, I was no. Well, yeah, I guess I did. It sounds. I guess I did. Like the weirdest analogy I've ever heard. But I, <laughs> I, I, I liked Missy. I thought Missy did a great job of what playing. She did a great did a great job of playing the quote unquote dumb blonde on TV. I thought. Oh, she played it. Okay. <laughs> I always thought she did. I, I had a. So anyway. What's your favorite Elix Skipper story? <laughs> That's one thing Lois told me. She said, if you're going to go on a road trip with Conrad, do not, and I mean do not laugh and pass out while you're driving. You know, that happened to me one time. I don't know if I told you that Not story. with me. Not with you, but I did with uh, going to Florida one well, time. Why did, why did you talk, bring up passing out when I mentioned Elix Skipper? Because I almost passed out laughing when you were talking about Elix Skipper having a great run as the manager of Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or whatever it was. So I don't know. That's why I brought it why, up. Why was that funny to you? I, I mean, it's the honest living. It wasn't, it wasn't that the story was funny. It's that the delivery was funny. The delivery. You were funny. As in funny. We had a lot of feedback from my impromptu Macho Man promo a couple of weeks ago. Lots of people want to see us bring back the Dead Wrestler Seance. If we are so foolish to do a StarCast 2. Dead Wrestler Seance? You know, where we talked about having Dan Soder hide behind a curtain or something. Right. And we have Lanny Poffo out there, and we pop out a fucking Ouija board. Right. And we try to let Lanny communicate with with, with his brother from right. beyond the grave. And really, right. it's just Dan Soder in the back. Right. 
Well, that's a hell of an idea. And we could also, who else could we communicate with? I mean, we could communicate with Dusty Rhodes. Dusty. Andre the Giant. Roddy Piper. Sure. Uh, Sherry Martell. Uh, well, what would you say to Sherry Martell if you were to communicate with her beyond the grave? Uh, huh, that's a good question. I would say, Sherry, uh, how many wrestlers did you fuck? Wow, that escalated. I mean, what do you think the number is, though? I, since I, we're don't, I don't have an idea of a number. I, I what would you hear about? I've all? never heard anything. I would just, I would just, I would just kind of. Uh, you, you personally know. told me Colonel Parker used to beat the hair off of it. <laughs> I believe his line. I used. did not say that. Wait, are you telling me Colonel Parker never hooked up with her? No, I, I'm saying I don't. I didn't tell you that. And I'm saying I don't know that. We brought up Colonel Parker once, and you specifically had stories about. Well, you know. No, I don't know. It's just, uh. Well, Rick, I, I Rick Steiner, got any traveling stories with Rick Steiner? No, no. Buff Bagwell? No. Scott Steiner? Uh, no. Virgil? No, why would I have traveled with Virgil? Scott Norton? <laughs> what the fuck? Scott Norton? Uh, no. But, Sonny Ono? Uh, uh, Scott Norton's wife, Tammy. Oh, uh, God. If we're about to disparage Scott Norton's wife, no, I'm not, not a part of it. Start. I was getting ready to say Scott Norton's wife, Tammy. Friends of mine on Facebook. I've known Tammy for years. She's a great girl. And that's what I was going to say. Boy, that's a fucking good story. I'm glad you stopped me <laughs> to say that shit. <laughs> she is. I like, I've always liked her. So, anyway. You know, we didn't talk about Jim Cornette much. And... I don't know if it's because you're scared of him or you don't like him. What's your what's your heat with Jim Cornette? I have no heat with Jim Cornette. Well, you just did an NWA 70th anniversary show. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about that, but you got to catch up with uh, Corny. Yeah. How did that go? That got was, any good Cornette stories that, you can share with us? That was tremendous. I, the only story I have with Cornette was when we both were riding together, and he, uh, he always had towels with him, and he would eat a Wendy's Triple, and... He always told me, he said, as soon as I eat this Wendy's triple, I can tell you right now, we're going to Columbia, South Carolina, from Charlotte. He said, when I eat this, uh, when I eat this Wendy's triple, I'm going to have to take a shit. And he did. And he went, he ran out in the woods with a towel and took a shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. I feel, hang on. You buried the lead there. What? To handle his business, he used a towel? He used a towel to wipe his ass. He left the towel out in the woods. Yep. So somewhere in South Carolina, there's a Jim Cornette shit rag in well, the woods. We're talking back from back in 86, but yes, it was. Oh, yeah. well, you think it's a collectible now? Yeah. And somebody's grabbed it already? It could well, have been. And they, and it's it, probably not available over at CornetteCollectibles.com. I doubt if it is. But that's the only Cornette, thing, uh, that's the only Cornette that I have. I know. A uh, story that I know. But I do know that he and I were at a table together. And NWA 7, he had a very long line. We signed autographs. He was so very nice to, uh, to everybody. And he was great to work with. Uh, although he did get into some political talk, and I just didn't even respond to him. Uh, and he kept looking at me. He said, you know, November 6th is a big day for us. And I went, yeah. yeah. Like, I, you know, like Jim, I don't give a fuck. Because uh, I don't. And Why not? I just don't. Because it doesn't matter who, I, I'm not getting political talk with you. Because I didn't ask you to. I'm okay. just wondering why you keep saying you don't care. I don't care about politics because it doesn't matter who you put in, it's all fucked up. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> uh, speaking of all fucked up, you got any good Bobby Eaton stories? Uh, with the exception of one thing that Bobby, that people didn't know about Bobby Eaton, I think, and Jim Cornette can attest to this, that Bobby had a, had a heart of gold, and anytime he would see someone that maybe was, I don't know, looking for a handout or asking to bump some money off of him, if I can use that term, Bobby would always give him money. Just a good man, good guy. Uh, Dennis Condry? Uh, don't know that much about Dennis. Did get along with him, good guy. Stan Lane? Uh, no, I don't know anything about Stan. Robert Gibson? Big dick. He was not a nice man? No, <laughs> he was not a nice man. Just trying to think. Uh, Robert runs wrestling in uh, uh, Douglasville, Georgia now. He's like the wrestling czar? What do you mean he runs wrestling? He has. He runs wrestling shows in Douglasville, Georgia. It's called All Pro Championship Wrestling, APCW. And uh, Robert uh, is the booker and I guess the uh, promoter and everything. Douglasville, Georgia. So make sure you make it to Douglasville, Georgia and, and take a look at All Pro Championship Wrestling. Ricky Morton? Uh... Boy, he and Robert got a lot of pussy. Who got more? I don't. I can't imagine anybody getting more than. I don't know. I, of the pair, who got more? I don't know. Do you think Ricky got him started and Robert just made the hot tag? Yeah, they could have. They could have. <laughs> Why do we always talk about stuff like this? Why you you brought it up, not me. <laughs> Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Uh. Yeah, Teddy, uh, Teddy was funny as shit, man. Funny guy. And uh, I saw Teddy recently. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we even talked about it. Damn, Teddy put up the ring. He was a referee. He was a manager. He was a hell of a talker. And now, I guess he was a GM of either Raw or SmackDown or whatever. SmackDown. He made a lot of tag team matches, player. Okay. And uh, he was good, man. Teddy did it all. I, liked, I have a lot of time for Teddy Long. Are you awake? Yeah. I was, oh, okay. uh, just thinking. Just making well, sure. I, I, I'm the one who's got to guide the whole show here. You're steering, but you're not driving at all. You know what I mean? Well, I am driving. I'm driving the fucking car. Cool. Okay. Well, interview me, fuckhead. Okay, so so when you were growing up, when you were a young man in... Uh, Alabama. In Alabama. Okay. Uh, when did you first realize uh, that there was professional wrestling? Uh, the summer of 1988. The summer of 1988, and were you watching Continental Championship Wrestling at that time? Nope, WWF. I was a little Hulkamaniac, little brother. Hulkamaniac in 1988. Okay, and where did you see? Uh, where did you see WWF? TV? A w, a double VHS of WrestleMania four at okay. the video store, right. and uh, after that, I was hooked. Wow. I loved Macho Man, and I loved Hulk Hogan, and it was off to the races, and then. Eventually, I just had a, a thirst for wrestling, and I found the other show, NWA. Right. And I didn't like it nearly as much, right. but I love the Steiner Brothers. I love Sting. And it wasn't until I was much older that I had a real appreciation for Ric Flair. You know, as a little kid, I was all about Hulk Hogan and uh, saying your prayers and taking your vitamins, brother, and all that. Yeah. 
And then I got out of wrestling like a lot of kids did. I think they go through different phases where you sort of pick it up and then put it down. And I put it down in 1992, and I didn't come back until 96. And by 97, I had gotten into tape trading and everything else. And that's when Rob Feinstein was selling videos like Best of Ric Flair interviews and Best of the Horseman. And it was just VHSs where he had compiled all the stuff from TBS and those were really popular compilation tapes on the tape trader market and man that was what I needed to hear as a 15 year old you know just all about uh, the stuff that I think a lot of teenage kids would be interested in you know the the money and fame and women and you know you get on TV and tell you that he had a limousine a mile long filled with women just dying for him to go woo and Why? his shoes cost more than your house and yeah you know rolex watches and diamond rings and blah 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 yeah so you know at that age he was really innovating swag before that was a thing which is basically what uh. a generation grew up listening to about from rap music but he was doing it 20 years before anybody else was and his swag code for pussy no, it's you know just, just Rick Flair's cool. You know right, he's 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 dressed to the nines and custom tailored shit, and he's got the big gold watch and the alligator shoes, and he's stepping out of a Rolls Royce, that yep. kind of shit. Right. Well, so when did you first really meet Rick Flair? I met Rick Flair for the first time in 2013. All right, so five years ago. Five years ago. And then when when did you meet uh, Megan? I met her in 2015. Okay. And we started dating in 2016. Okay. And uh, we wed last month. Right. So so how did you meet her? Did Rick introduce you guys? I met her at his birthday, actually, in 2014, but we didn't spend much time talking uh, because, you know, it's a big party. Uh, By the way, I guess we should mention... Flair's 70th is coming up in February. Yes, I know that. So you're in the loop on all the... Okay, roll tide. So I met her at the 65th, but, um, you know, just I spent a lot of time with her brother there. I I really got to know Dave at the party, and we became good friends. He's a great guy, man. He is great. Yeah. Well, anyway, fast forward. The next year, I'm at WrestleMania. Not the one in New Orleans, but the one in California. And... um, we wound. I wound up drinking with Rick at the hotel bar, and she was there. And then eventually, it was just she and I drinking at the hotel bar. And uh-huh. time passes, and about a year and a half later, maybe a little less, uh, she is at the lake with her dad. He had just got this really big badass boat, and she's spending the weekend with him. And I chatted her up, and chatted her. roll tide, man. Well, there you go. And the I'm rest, a salesman. Hook. The rest is uh, is romance and pro wrestling history as well. You know what's funny? I don't even know that I told you this, but our first date, she and I's first date. Oh, wait a minute. Do I need to hear this? Happened on the exact same day that Bruce and I's first episode debuted. Really? So our debut episode of Something to Wrestle, which in a weird way allowed this podcast to happen yeah right 
uh, it debuted the same day that she and I had our first date. So in a weird way, two of the biggest parts of my life started on the exact same day in August of 2016. Wow. How about that? Wow, that is that's something else. That that's that's crazy. You and, know, and, and the, the day that mine and your show debuted, I got food poisoning. I don't know if that was a sign or what, but <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to something like that was going to crop up. Uh, so, do you, do you realize that you and I are in our nineties in our episodes? We're getting ready. We're getting how about ready. you're so anxious to get to hundred? You skipped a fucking show. I did. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago when you uploaded the show, you I, didn't. You, you didn't put the right number. So. I don't really? know. I don't know the exact number, but let's say it was ninety-two. Yeah. You went straight to fucking ninety-four. I missed two. I mean, oh no, no. no. Well, you, okay, you, I went from ninety-two to ninety-four. So that's what's 93. one in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Fucking hillbilly. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm, uh, yeah. So you, 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 we've skipped one. Okay. Well, now I'm, you and I have done all the fucking shows, but right. you just decided to go into business for yourself with the number. And I know somewhere in Redneckville, Virginia. <laughs> You fuckers. <laughs> I teaching ladies done learned me all she said I needed. I'm ready now. I can call me some baseball, call me some wrestling. Might even get me a little football in there. Hut, hut. Count, count, count to ten, Tony. One, three. You're, you're going to do it like Tommy Young. <laughs> One. <laughs> Two. Oh, which, which, which. By the way, oh my God, it stopped raining. Uh, you were really giving Eric a lot of shit tonight about Nick Patrick's. I don't care what anybody says. Nick Patrick went into business for himself at Starcade. Really? He didn't follow fucking orders. Eric Bischoff told him at Starcade 97, we're going to do a screw job finish. Right. We don't think Sting can go over clean because Hulk doesn't think he has a good enough tan. So we're going to do a screw job finish and introduce Bret Hart because the screw job angle is super hot. So it's a way to involve him in the angle, get a little heat. So we want to screw him. So we want you to do a fast count. You've already been established as a dirty referee, the right. heel referee. So it makes a ton of sense right. that you would favor him. And then we're going to have Bret come right the wrong. So all you've got to do, Kenny fucking Powers, is get down there and do a fast count. And he didn't do it. And eventually, Hogan came by and said, Hey, brother, uh, Ixnay Fast Counte, do it regular. And Nick Patrick has gone on record saying that's what happened. The guy who, quote, the guy who thought he ran WCW told me to count fast, and then the guy who actually ran WCW told me not to. So he didn't. Because he felt like Hogan was working Eric Bischoff like a puppet, and nobody ever disagrees with that. So the regular count happened, and then Bret Hart came in and looked like a fucking goof, claiming it was a screw job when really it wasn't. And I compared it to the inception of wrestling. We meant to screw him, we meant to create a screw job, but we screwed up the screw job so it was regular, but that means it's really screwed. It's fuck. Hey, we're passing Rome, Georgia, right now. Uh-huh. Should we honk twice for Arn? No. Why not? I mean, you know what's you know what's great about Rome, Georgia? What? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. No, well. there's a fucking Cracker Barrel. Yeah. By the way, can I just tell you that Cracker Barrel has the best biscuits around? Really? 
You yep. really think so? I got a little heat with Bojangles on Twitter the other day. Yeah, you should have. Oh, well, fuck Bojangles. <laughs> Why? I, I love Bojangles biscuits. Yeah, if yeah, if you want diarrhea, I'm sure they're great. <laughs> well, man, you ate a Bojangles biscuit. I'm not bringing that up. No, no, yeah, I have. And he- here's the deal. Okay. If you're going to eat a chicken... A fry, a piece of fried chicken from a fast food restaurant like that. Right. You're going to get diarrhea. Okay. I, I mean that's that's, and if you're not, it means your shit is so out of whack. You need to eat some fucking vegetables. Okay. And what does Jay Z think about you saying this? I don't care what Jay Z thinks. Isn't he a Bojangles champion or something? No, he is. But you know what? Who wants to be the Bojangles champion? I'm the Cracker Barrel biscuit champion, motherfucker. Okay. I don't have a belt. I got rolls. What? <laughs> yes, not not like yeast rolls yeah. on my belly. <laughs> Those fucking Cracker Barrel biscuits are the jam. Anyway, Nick Patrick yeah. should have been fucking fired or Hulk Hogan fired. Right. Now, if I'm running WCW and I had to pick, okay. I know which way I'm going. Right. But you, you look at all the things that people were fired otherwise. Let's imagine for a minute. That there's a main event on Nitro. Not even the biggest pay-per-view ever. But first, can we agree that Starcade 97 was the biggest pay-per-view in the history of the company? It, it was the biggest buildup we've ever had to a pay-per-view. And the biggest buy rate. It made the most money of anything you guys ever did okay. up until that point. All right. Now, let's imagine it's just a regular-ass Nitro. And let's imagine it's a six-man. And on one side, you've got the NWO. And on the other side, you've got the Horseman. And let's imagine right before the finish, Sean Waltman walks over to the referee and says... Don't count it fast, count it slow. Does Eric Bischoff fire that motherfucker before the sun sets? Uh, yes, he does. But he doesn't here. Why? Because it's Hulk Hogan. So, let me ask you to clear all this up now. And I'm a Hulkamaniac. Okay, so what did Eric say about this? I mean, I... He has no good answer. No good answer for it. Because he knows he's fucking dead to rights on it. And, I mean, because my thing is, what if Honky Tonk Man did it? But the whole idea that Sting didn't win because Sting wasn't in shape and Sting wasn't tan is bullshit. Sting was wearing a bodysuit at this point. Right. And Sting, yeah, was pale, but let's run through this. And I know, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, the least he could have done is be tan. He's got white kabuki face paint on. He's wearing a bodysuit, and he's been this dark, depressed character in the goddamn rafters for a year. Do we think in his free time he's hanging and banging on Venice Beach? No, that's not what the character was. When he's blonde surfer sting, yes, he's tan. When he's kabuki depressed with white face paint in the fucking ceiling with vultures and trench coats, I don't imagine he's tan. It's a make-believe cop-out. Hogan just didn't like the idea of not being the top guy and and had to wonder if Sting beats me clean in the middle after all this, what does that do for me? And anybody who says differently just doesn't fucking pay attention. Wow, it's uh, this is more convoluted than than I thought. You disagree? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just saying that and I was a part of this uh, and I didn't know what happened. I I didn't know what happened. Just Well, how about I know you haven't read the WCW Nitro book and you've even popped off a few times on the podcast yeah. and on tweets where you would say, Oh great, another book by a motherfucker who wasn't there, right. I'll pass. Right. But the deal is Guy Evans went 
and interviewed a ton of Turner executives, not just the wrestling folks, but people who were inside the office. And he uncovered a lot of really cool little nuggets of information. And one of which is, is really, really interesting where he says that maybe the purchase of WCW was an inside job. That, blow, that fucking makes my head explode. Yeah, so you got to read this book. You know, you, me and you and Eric talked about it, and I know you sort of dismissed it, but even Eric was like, no, seriously, you got to read it. Right. So I'm going to get you my paper copy, but if you're listening, you should get a copy too. It's not a paid ad. It's just really a good book if you like the story of WCW. And it's WCWNitroBook.com. And I think Guy Evans did a great job, but one of the main plot points at the very end is, you know, the way this deal went down was Brad Siegel made a deal or helped make a deal once uh, Jamie Kellner canceled WCW programming on Turner stations. Right. Siegel made a deal to sell WCW to the WWF for a greatly reduced price. Fusion Media was going to pay them $67 million. And that's Eric, that was Eric Bischoff's company with his investors. That's right. right. And the two guys who were the, the primary backers of Fusion Media were the guys who did Turner Classics. So what they did is they went around, processed their business model here. They go around and they secure the rights to all these old collegiate games. Baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Okay. And now they've got this old historical footage of these college games that nobody was really doing anything with, and they decide to monetize it and create a channel. Well, eventually they sell it to ESPN for $200 million, and it becomes ESPN Classics. Right. And so and so, what they've done is they've taken old footage that existed but nobody knew what to do with and saw no value in, paid a nominal amount, and then made a mint. You follow me so far? I'm following you, right. So if you buy WCW, knowing what we know now about what they did with the collegiate uh, sports, that would make a lot of sense just by WCW, just from a library standpoint. Would you agree? Sure, yeah. So now that we've got that understanding... They go and they make an offer, which is $67 million. And a lot of people assume when they hear that number that that's $67 million in cash up front. But that's not true. The reality is they were supposed to get that money stretched out over several years based on certain um, advertising monies that were going to come their way. A lot of this revenue was essentially going to be guaranteed through the television contracts. Sure. The actual cash outlay up front was not all that different from the WWFs. However, if the television deal went away, well, now that $67 million isn't even a real offer anymore because right. the lion's share of that was to come through television performance. So here's where we are. Stu Schneider was with you guys at Turner, and he winds up in a power position for the WWF. So he jumped ship from WCW to the WWF, and he is the one who made the deal with Brad Siegel. But allegedly, the rumor in innuendo is that Snyder called in a favor in order to curry favor with Vince McMahon and his new employer, the WWF, and negotiated the deal with Brad Siegel. But on the way, had Brad Siegel go to Kellner and have him kill WCW on Turner which cleared the way for any other investor to remove their bid because the Jarrett's and Fusion, Bishop, everybody is out without TV deal except 
Vince McMahon. Now, a lot of people would say, what relationship would that, why would that matter? How would Snyder be able to do that with Siegel? Because they were fraternity brothers. Yikes. It's all connected. And it's all in this WCW Nitro book. And, you know, the idea that that's the way it all went down. Because, you know, so many times we hear people say, oh, well, if that's all it was, you know, why didn't I buy it? Why didn't this guy buy it? Why didn't blah, blah, blah? Right, right. Because I'll tell you, if WCW was for sale today. Yeah. And we could get all that footage. Yeah. For two and a half million dollars. Yeah. Uh, me and you are buying it. Yeah, we'd find we'd find the money to buy it. Well, yeah, uh, we'd fucking buy it today. Right. It'd be that fast. Right. Because look at all the opportunities you and I would have and Eric would have just by using that footage. The right. The footage from that is worth so much, not counting what other opportunities you had through licensing and things like that. All right. So, now, I have been saying on this podcast... For so long. I even we have a character on Patron called Kellner Zadumas. Right. So, hey, we're passing Ackworth. Should we go to Shoney's right fast? <laughs> no. He, well, what if he's there? Yeah. Why would he be there this time? If you think we're not going in there, I ain't scared. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we gotta fucking go. Okay, here we go. We're gonna go. We're gonna pull over. There's, want, the, there's a Shoney sign. I've never been by here. Oh, well, yeah. Well, there it is. It's on the interstate sign, so let's go. All right, we'll go there. All right, so anyway, tell me about Kellner's of Doom Ass. Okay. This so, might be the last story I ever hear. What? <laughs> I just... Maybe I'm, I shouldn't call him Kellner's of Doom Ass. Maybe I should call him Seagull's a Motherfucker. Seagull's a Motherfucker is pretty accurate. Okay. I mean, this, this story... This story makes my head explode. I mean, good God. What? Man, it's good old boy system. It's good old boy 101. Well, and speaking of good old boys, I think you're driving me to my untimely demise right now. <laughs> hey, didn't you just say, let's go there? Oh, no, no. I'm not I'm scared. Not Here's the deal. Not only am I going in there, I'm shitting. <laughs> I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, I gotta take hey, a- I got to take a shit. Is this is this the Shoney's that's open 24 hours? We're going to fucking find out. I bet you it's closed. No, I don't think it's left. I thought it was right. Is it left? No, the, the sign said left. Okay. All right. So we'll see. Maybe this is the wrong... Well, what what other would it be? Yeah. <laughs> it said Shoney's is Ackworth exit. Yeah. So we stop here and... Uh, and this could be it. I mean, this could be it. Now, let's say hypothetically he's in here closing out. Okay. And uh, he starts to chase after me. Okay. Well, just jump through the window here, and I'll, well... Jump the... What if we just leave the car running? Okay, I'll leave the car running for you. Okay, see the show needs there? Oh, I see it. Okay, on the left. Oh, look, there's a waffle. We should have ate at that waffle house. Yeah, I know. That would have been great. So this is the... You know, I've never... This is the famous Scott Stein. Dude, and the lobby is awesome. He's got a display of all of his old wrestling stuff in here. All posters, jackets, belts. Serious business. I know we have a lot of fun, but... If you're in Ackworth, Georgia, uh, this I mean, this is the coolest wrestling-related restaurant in the whole state of Georgia now. Yeah. Since Abdul's closed up, I mean, it's this one. Yeah, I wonder if uh, they're, uh, they're, they're clearly closed. Yeah. We'll just take a run through, maybe do a selfie. <laughs> there's one car in the parking lot. Yeah, there's like three. 
but I, I, I can tell you if his car's here. I know oh, he's you know his car? Yeah. What are you doing, stalking him? I mean, I've been to his house. Oh. You've been to his house? I've said too much. There's a car following me, too. Oh, that's not good. Okay. All right, so we're pulling the... Well, I missed the turn. No, you didn't. It's right here. Okay. So this is it, huh? Yep. I think there's somebody in there. I got a beer bucket and draft specials. Okay. Wow, how about that? The Hardee's is closed up tighter than a jug. Now everybody's leaving. That's the staff leaving. We missed it. You want to go... Why don't we pull in and say, Scott here, do that. Sure. Okay. No, just keep rolling. No, keep going. You guys closed? We are. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Hmm. <laughs> Pull around. Okay. Well, there's a Taurus. I'm sure he... Whoops. Oh. He's not driving a Taurus. But he could be driving this thing. No. No, he, he wouldn't be driving a... Uh, no, he wouldn't even fit in that. <laughs> this is a, like a... One of those Chevrolet uh, Impala. Okay. Man, hosing it off in there. Yeah, hosing it down. He, he runs a tight ship. Oh, well, I bet he does, man. Fuck, would you want to tell him you... I mean, serious business. Is this not the nicest Shoney's you've ever even been to? This is gorgeous. This is absolutely Seriously, gorgeous. Seriously, brand new construction, really nice facilities. Yeah. And he's not here. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely not. Well, you know, a good we boss. We took a stab at it. Yeah, a good boss wouldn't be here this time of night either. Well, I thought he might be here closing up the registers. <laughs> you know, you got to run an account at the end of the night. I mean, yeah. that's what every business like that does. Yeah, you know what? I've often been told if you have a money, a cash business like this, that you all, that you should always employ your family members because everybody will steal from you. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. You know, yeah. I, I, when I was putting over how hard it is to be in the restaurant business a couple of weeks ago, you accused me of kissing Scott Steiner's ass. I was being serious. When did I do that? What, 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 Here you, on this make, very podcast. You're making, you're making shit up again. So anyway, so we just, anyway, we invite you to go to the Shoney's. It's on 75 North or South, the Ackworth exit, and you'll see the Shoney sign. So yeah. That's right by Hardy's and yeah. Waffle House. And uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you saw... But they not only have bottle beer, they got draft beer, and it's one of the only Shoney's around that actually can sell liquor. Wow. And that's a big deal because they don't sell liquor at Hardee's or at Wendy's right. or at Waffle House. So if you wanted to stop and have a drink, this is pretty much your only option on this exit, which is really smart business uh, on his case. And, you know, realistically, why else would you stop in Ackworth unless you were just stopping to get something to eat well, or to fuel up? Well, you know, you being a Alabama elitist would not know how nice of a place Ackworth is. I'm not shitting on Ackworth. I'm just saying, just like, it's not Ackworth. a big tourist destination. Nobody's like, what'd you do for spring break? Went to Ackworth. Well, there is... Uh, There's a Waffle House on this side, too. This is my kind of town. Yeah. Well, there are Waffle Houses on either side of the I interstate. Know. I mean, you could shoot a BB gun from one Waffle House and hit the next. Well, welcome to Georgia, buddy. You know, this is the uh, home of Waffle House. You know, I was in Baltimore this weekend. No yeah. Waffle Houses. Well, I bet. Like... Why would anybody even want to do that? I bet you if they would put a Waffle House in Baltimore, it would have gangbuster business. I bet you. I, I would never know because I only eat at Jimmy's Famous Seafood when I'm in Baltimore. Okay. Well, I, I understand that. I'm trying to talk you into going, 
they've got a big event that they're going to be doing either the January 11th, which is a Friday, or perhaps January 12th, which is a Saturday. Right. And they're raising money for leukemia. Right. Uh, it's going to go to a uh, leukemia charity, and the name escapes me. Forgive me for that. But uh, John, one of the owners of Jimmy's Famous Seafood, he and his brother own the family business. And John's become really good friends with Roman Reigns. And, of right. course, Roman Reigns just came down. Uh, with leukemia again, which is a very sad story, and obviously it happened at a time when he's the their champion and on top, and you know, it's just uh, it's a sad story that we don't really hear about leukemia on a mainstream level like that. I can't think of another professional athlete off the top of my head that has leukemia like that. So I'm sure there are others, but John wants to raise some money for a leukemia charity, and uh, he asked me if I would participate, and I said, absolutely. So I'm going to be there, and we're going to be raising some money, and they're trying to get as many wrestling celebrities and and, uh, NFL celebrities and Major League Baseball celebrities as they can there. And uh, you're like one of the only celebrities I know. (laughs) So I thought I would invite you. Thank you. I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a gimmick on the other end of a microphone. Hey, you want to take the express lanes? This is big-time city shit here now. From here in northern Cobb County, express lane goes all the way down to 285 where the Braves play. You know... Only cost me $1.65 to do it. i got to tell you, when I was growing up and I was watching shoot interviews, I would hear all these stories about the guys, quote-unquote, going up and down the roads together. Yeah. I never imagined it would be quite this fucking lame. <laughs> I really thought you know, that. I thought we're having a good time. But we're, well, we're, we're not. We're enjoying each other's company. I just thought there'd be, like, we'd be throwing beer bottles at signs. We'd have a couple of rats in here. There'd be some fun stories about Jim Cornette. Beer bottles we're fu- and There's fucking not, none of that happening here. Yeah. I hope this lane is open. Yeah, it is open. So here we're going to take the express lane. Wow, this is some uh, <coughs> big city shit here. So, yeah, this is big time. So let me ask you, do you, are you staying downtown Atlanta or are you staying outside of Atlanta? Do you know? Uh, I do know. Okay. Would you like me to tell you? Yes, I, I sure would because I'm going to be taking you there. Um, I believe. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Seven Concourse Parkway Northeast. Seven Concourse Parkway Northeast. Apparently, we're 23 miles from there. Okay. And I, will put it I got it right here. To Seven Concourse Parkway Northeast. Okay. So we're on our way. All right, we're on our way. In 14 miles. Keep left onto I- If you're on Patreon, you know where I'm staying. Please don't murder me. Okay. No, uh, I- but by the time this releases for everybody, I'll be long fucking gone. <laughs> so I'm back least, in Huntsville. At least you had a, you had a nap, and uh, that's good. You, you woke up. Well, I haven't napped at all. Yeah. I rested my eyes. Yeah, right. I, I, t- I tell you, man, I, I really needed to take a shit back there at Shoney's. Well, the back door was open. The guy was spraying down the kitchen. You could have walked in and say, hey. I'm going to shit on the floor. Yeah. You spray it off. <laughs> I'm going to Shivani <laughs> and shit on the floor. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, you told me before. Yeah, I, I did shit on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Did Lois hose it off? No. Of course not. It's just piled in with the dog hair somewhere. <laughs> you know, that's what's great is, uh, you know, just a little while ago, at the very thought of me coming to your house, you're right. like, let's just meet at a Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because, you know, uh, let me just tell you, if I was to come to your house, I'm not exchanging pleasantries. I'm getting in that goddamn attic (laughs) on my fucking belt. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't think it's in there, but you never know. Is that music director dead yet? When can I get my belt? (laughs) He doesn't have the belt. I asked him he doesn't have the belt. We talked about this. So, anyway, this is Kennesaw State to your right. Uh, Kennesaw State University. Why are you pointing this out? You're like the worst tour guide ever. (laughs) This is, I mean, this is kind of, this is Cobb County. Do you light up the bridges up there so you can see the stabbings better? (laughs) This is Cobb County. It doesn't happen in Cobb County. There's stabbings up there. No, it's not. We're in Atlanta. No, we're not. Where is Ludacris? <laughs> Where is Jermaine Dupree? Okay, see, now we're talking to down, downtown Atlanta. We're not going downtown. This is Barrett Parkway. Got the town center mall over to your left. Uh, you're, you're... Where are the real housewives? <laughs> Don't know. I've been here for minutes, and I have not seen Tom Glavin yet. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, your favorite Braves pitcher of all time. Right. Who is it? Uh, Tom Glavin. No, the answer was John Smoltz. Your, really? f- your favorite brave of all time. My favorite brave of all time? Yep. Uh, as a person or just to like to watch him play? I, I like to watch him play. Chipper Jones. Dale Murphy. You're, you're 0 for 2 so far. Right. As a person, who is it? Tom Blatt. Terry Pendleton. You're 0 for 3. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, that Terry Pendleton, Ron Gant... David Justice, yeah. Fred McGriff. Right. I mean, that's the best Braves ever. Right. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That was that was a that was a magical time. Piss off, Chipper Jones. It's well, that Chipper was on that team. Nah. Well, he wasn't on that team until '95. You're right. You're talking about that. I'm, I'm talking 92. about worst to first, baby. Yeah, you're talking about '91. I, I'm with you. Yeah. They're the best. I, you know, Lepke was I don't even know team. that you saw, but I have there that team's uh, like a team signed batting helmet from the Braves. You do? Where'd you get that? Uh, it's been in my house every time you've been there. Okay. It's um, well. in my downstairs den to the left right. uh, on the middle shelf. It, that's the same room where you nearly choked and died and Matt Coon just watched. Right. By the way, big, big, big blow up. Apparently Matt Coon and I now have real life heat and I don't even know how it happened. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, Vince Russo started like trolling my twitter and i started just firing back and then i said this is dumb so i just contacted him directly i just sent him a text message not a dm yeah and he like bowed up a little and then we straightened it out and everything was fine and i thought everything was fine well now they've even started a gimmick where whenever you buy a shirt they give you a call and so i'm like well listen that's fine but i just sent a tweet out that was an emoji of my face with like you know the Lex Luger fingers so the index and the thumb just like on my chin like hmm yeah and everybody just assumed that I was pissed off about it and I just thought it was funny that's all whatever I don't care listen I want everybody to do well and make money you've never heard me tell anybody don't listen to this or don't support that I want everybody to do that's silly All right. so anyway then over the weekend I've got this private group chat of wrestling friends probably like 10 or 12 of them. Most right. of the guys you saw at my bachelor party. Yeah, right. Some of them who don't really love me, like Jay-Z and Super Dave, they didn't come, but most of the others did. Right. And, um, man, shit just popped off, and Matt left the group. 
Wow. And I wasn't even involved at the time. Wow. But I, I think it just bubbled over, and I guess he, I guess he doesn't like me anymore. So, we, me and you may have to have like a tag team battle soon. Me and you versus Vince Russo and Matt Coon. I'm really surprised. We gave Matt a lot of shit, but I thought it was all in, you know. I thought it was in good fun too. Yeah. But here's what I know: if we can double team Vince, yeah. Matt Coon ain't gonna get off the couch to well, help him. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about really winning a tag team match. It's more of a handicap match. Sure. Right. We'll, we'll do like the, the horsemen used to do. Just beat Vince up in the parking lot. Right, exactly. And yeah. Matt Coon's just going to sit on the couch and watch and say, breathe, Vince, you're fine. <laughs> breathe, Vince, you're fine. Yes, that would be what he would do. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but life goes on. So maybe your next movie you do for Slapdick Theater, instead of Kellner's a Dumas, it could be uh, Matt's a Coon. <laughs> And I didn't even know this because I've never been to an LSU game where they were right. winning. Right. I only go when they play Alabama, and, and we just we always beat them. their ass like they owe us money. Right. Um, but you told me that when LSU wins, like when they beat the fuck out of y'all this year, that there was a there was a chant. Right. What's the chant? The chant is whoa, 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 suck that tiger's dick, bitch. That's the chant, and not only that, not only, uh, not only do they sing that, they, little kids sing it too. Ten, just they didn't sing it uh, this past weekend, did they? No, they didn't sing it this past weekend. I'll answer this for you. No, because what would the song have been this weekend? Yeah, suck that elephant's dick, bitch. Is what it wow, been. that escalated uh, quickly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So here's uh, here's Marietta proper. Uh, downtown Marietta is going to be down that way. There's a Waffle House I frequent. There's downtown Marietta right to your right. Oh, so this is your neck of the woods right yeah, here. Yeah, pretty much. I live over here on the left. Uh, I would invite you to the house, but you'd have to clean it. And so I'm never coming. You know, she ain't going to clean it. Of course, my house is kind of, you know, it's kind of small. Well, I've looked your house up, and so has everybody else here on Patreon. <laughs> so, um... I need one of those Cool Ray Tony Schiavone bobbleheads. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you've promised me one before, and I never got it. You were there the night we gave them out. Yes, I'm aware. Okay. So what do you need another one for? Well, I didn't I, I didn't take it with me. I left it there by accident, by mistake. Okay. Right. If you recall, we were all in a suite, but then we wound up in the common areas. Right. right. Well, I left from the common areas and forgot that mine was in the suite. All right. So it was sort of out of sight, out of mind. I started drinking with Lois. Yeah. yeah. She asked me to touch her boob. You know, shit got weird. But he does. Yeah. Well, you know. So you brought up today with Eric how you were jealous that he got to make out with Linda McMahon. Did did I say that? Yes. I don't remember saying that. that, um, Well, well, he did get to make out. Now, he made out with her and Stephanie, right? On TV? Yes. Not at the same damn time. No. Wow. So do you have to have a pass to be on this private road right here? Uh, yeah, I got a little pass right there on the, right there. Right there on your windshield. So this road is like, especially for you right now. Yeah, just for me, right? Because I'm the only one dumb enough to drive on this. But it cost me a, an extra dollar twenty-five. Oh, that's what this costs a dollar twenty-five to be up here. Yeah. Well. Oh fuck! Is. You can't hide money. <laughs> you. Uh, I just wanted to show it to you because this is. 
this is a part of the new Metro Atlanta area, this, uh, this express lane. And see, it's, and then, you know, when, uh, when it's afternoon drive, it'll, it'll, they'll all come this way. It's like only two lanes, you see. And have you ever seen the new Brave Stadium? Uh, I've driven past it. Okay, you're getting ready to drive past it again. Dun, 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 dun. You have helped a lot of my friends with... Keep left onto I-285 East. Got you. I know where to go. Uh, you have helped a couple of my friends with tickets, with tickets right. to the Braves. It's right. good to know that you got the hookup for yeah. a brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. They all have a good time, too, so thank yeah. you for that. Well, I have a lot of friends with the Braves. and uh, Brian Snicker, their manager, a very good friend. And, uh, you ever go to Dave & Buster's? You ever take Lois down there? Never went to Dave & Buster's, no. Uh, I think you guys would have fun. Really? <laughs> what? Really? You think Lowe's would like some? They like sell that? booze. Well, they, okay, they know they, they sell booze, but you think Lowe's would enjoy playing video games or bowling? Yes, they have. They have uh, whack a Democrat. I think she'd have a good time. <laughs> whack a Democrat. It's like whack a mole, except with Pelosi. Oh, really? No, I just made it up. I know we don't talk about politics. I just thought it would be funny. You could lie. I'd be like, Lois, I got, I got big plans for us this weekend. What if you got to drink as much Jim Beam as you wanted and you got to hit Nancy Pelosi in the face? She'd be, right she'd be back in a fucking bag <laughs> right would. then. Yes, there would. would be none of this. I can't leave the dogs. Just fuck the dogs. They'll be okay. I'll be yeah. back in the... A week. Yeah. <laughs> Just put out some food. We'll be fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's too fucking much. So you told me over the weekend uh, that... Uh, here we go. One of our Patreon... Yeah. One of our Patreon subscribers unsubscribed right. because you and I were Trump supporters. Yeah. They, they, which we've never even talked about politics on here. No. And look, I'm, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Democrat supporter. I'm you, not a, you fucking hate everybody equally. Yes, I do. Keep left to merge onto I-285 East. Yeah. I just, and it's a, they said, uh, well, you know, give you a reason on Patreon why you're no longer a patron. And the reason was because Conrad supports Vince going to Saudi Arabia and because Tony and Conrad support Trump. And I, thought, I don't remember us talking about that. No, it's just, just a fucking... Keep left to merge onto I-285 East. By the way, a, a Kia just blew past us. I know it did. Doing I'm about going, 130. I'm 170. I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. He moved... Yeah. He, he passed like we're sitting still. I know. It's like... And it's in a, he's taking his own life in his hand. I know he is. Especially in, being in a Kia. That's what I'm saying. So thing might disintegrate. So I, you know, I, I've been doing this thing on Twitter uh, every night before I go to bed. Oh, I love it. Okay, you know, and, and uh, recently you got called out for being creepy, right? And I, because I said good night, Paige, uh, and all the ships at sea, and all the ships at sea, and somebody said that's creepy, bro. Well, duh. Well, I, I did that because first of all, you've said good night to insert thing here yeah. for weeks. Right. I've, uh, I've said goodnight to Mel Brooks. I said goodnight uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. You know, it's just uh, Kermit the Frog. I did that one day. I don't have any sexual uh, Well, you do have a green frog proclivity. <laughs> I know for sure I you do. I don't have a green frog proclivity. There you go. Okay. That was easier for you to say than the library. So, so, so anyway... So I was at backstage at uh, 
SmackDown. And I'd never have really enjoyed Paige as being the general manager of SmackDown because her voice kind of like, eh, great zombie. And I think when she talks, I go, eh, I don't want to hear that. But I saw her. Take exit 25 onto Roswell okay, Road towards sure Sandy Springs. We got it. So anyway, I, uh, I, uh, I saw her in person for the first time. And? And I went, whoa. She's pretty... Roll tight? Pretty roll tight. Or, as I would say, go dogs. So, uh, so there. So I just said, and she doesn't know me from... Adam, so. No, she knows you. No, she a- a- every everybody in wrestling knows you. Why do you, why do you do that? Why do you just discount your? More people know you than they know Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> well, I just don't. I, 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 you go into a situation thinking that nobody knows you, and then you're never disappointed when they don't. So that. I, I wish you'd stop being that way to yourself. I want you to start strutting around like the cock of the so, wall. Yeah, so, I mean, hey. since, since your cock gets real hard again, thanks to Blue Chew, you should start strutting, knowing you got the hardest dick of them all. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'll Using see. our promo code WHW. <laughs> you know, I heard you, I know we weren't recording earlier, but you called Lois just to give her the heads up that we were going to call. And she said, what do you want? And you said, "Exit 25 onto Roswell Road towards Sandy Springs." And you said, "Well, the only thing I got for you, baby, is hard dick and conversation." I don't remember saying that to my wife. No, you did. Okay. I was there. And you were asleep. No, I was playing possum. Uh-huh. I wanted to hear the sweet nothings you whispered to Lois to keep her attached for 37 years. I know where I'm going. Kind of. You're staying in Sandy Springs. All right. I'll tell you where I'm not staying, that Comfort Inn right there. Does anybody ever stay in a Comfort Inn on purpose? Yeah, I have. On purpose? I've stayed in the Red Roof Inn on purpose. Did they leave the light on for you? <laughs> That's Motel 6. Well, they probably left the lights on, so because if you turn them off, the cockroach is coming out. <laughs> oh. You know what I was surprised about is talking to Bischoff? Bischoff is like Frugal McDougal on Hotel. He's like, man, travel's where it just, it'll just eat you up. You got to be, so he's like, not like Mick Foley level frugal, uh-huh. but he's certainly like not wanting to just throw money at hotels or shit like that. He's made a lot of money in his career too. I mean, a lot but I think he was smart with some of the decisions like that. Like, right. because, you know, he even talks about a lot, like the W. Half a mile. Turn right onto Hammond Drive Northeast. Uh, I know well, Hammond Drive. A, a lot of the WWE deals. Where you have to pay your own expenses. You pay your own cars, right. pay your own hotels, right. blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And so you start with a guy, as Eric would say, a buck and a quarter. So if he's got $125,000 downside, but he's got to pay for his hotels and his rental cars every night, at the end of it, that's not a ton of money. It's no, it's, it's way different than one hundred twenty-five. Yeah. Anyway. So where did, he, where did he stay, the Red Roof Inn? No, no. He's like, you know, we. I booked the hotel in Baltimore. Uh-huh. And my man Scott in Florida, he hooked us up with this brand new beautiful casino property up there. And it's like something out of Vegas. I mean, it's like badass, man. Right. And Eric was just going on and on and on. And I was like, where do you normally stay? 
And he's like, flea bag motels that don't, that are just cheap as hell. I'm not going to have all my profit eaten up, you know, by staying in a hotel. I just need a bed and a shower. And then, you know, we started talking about comfort in and I'm like, oh, maybe Stand Bischoff right stayed way. there. Yeah, he could have. I, I'm, I'm a Marriott guy. Oh, of course you are. But yeah. now here's the difference. You're on the road much more than Eric. Right. Because of this baseball gimmick you're doing. I mean, you're in a different one all the time. Right. Which, how can you tell which Marriott's have food and which don't? Because there is some sort of like, I heard Cornette talk about it on his podcast. Yeah. I don't travel enough to know the difference. Yeah. Okay. The Fairfield Inns In one have mile, free breakfast. Turn right onto Concourse Fairfield Parkway Inn. Northeast. The, uh, the courtyards don't. And then, of course, and that's, I usually stay in courtyards, but the Fairfield Inns always have free breakfast. And, and me and you were making a trip somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. We were in Vegas, and you stayed at this piece of shit property. No, I that did not the, stay at the Tropicana. It's not a piece of shit. It's a legendary. But tell everybody why you stayed there. Because I'm old school. Because they got cookies. Okay. Well, they're a double tree now. You you, you went to Las Vegas and stayed at a goddamn double tree. And you picked that over all the other properties that are world class because they have fucking cookies. Have you ever had one of the double tree cookies? You know what's funny is I told that to a lady I work with and I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. And she was straight faced. Oh, and she says that's what my dad does too. Yeah. Her dad travels for work and specifically he always stays there. And whenever they travel together, if it's down to like two properties, he always picks that one. Yeah. And if she checks in before him, yeah. he will tell her, make sure to get me a cookie. Well, well what are in these fucking cookies that all these middle-aged motherfuckers no, are like, I got to stay okay, there. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I booked the hotel because it's Tropicana before I knew that it was a double tree now. And they had cookies. And... Because I'm on my diet. She gave me, when I checked in, two cookies. And? I threw them away. the fuck? I did. Well, what's wrong with you? You don't even like to party anymore. No, I just... You know, we're all out there just... We're out there eating. Drinking. drinking. Yeah, and you're you're like, I'm not eating these cookies. (laughs) God. What the fuck? You know what's about to happen? I'm here. Uh I'm about to be out of this car. Yeah. I know, and here's your, uh, here's your place here, right? Well, yeah, we're here at the Westin. Mm-hmm. We made it. Our road trip I knew. was coming to a close. Yes. You can shut her off now. I know exactly. I think I know exactly. Did you I'm think on. that this, I mean, did this go according to your plan? Yeah. Straight. Yeah. I have, I've had a lot of fun. I, you know, anytime, anytime you need someone to drive you anywhere, I'm your man. I'll do it. I love driving. Oh, watch that bump. Oh. Oh. I mean, we got to see Scott Steiner's place. We had Waffle House. We had Waffle House. You almost had to take a we shit. We serenaded Lois with my microphone off. Oh, boy, we sure did. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you know, I'm about to just wreck this toilet in here. <laughs> I, I, let me ask you this. Are you a, are you a hotel lobby shitter? No, uh-huh. Oh, let me. I, no, I got. I got to shit in my. I got to shit in solitary. I can't shit if I go into. If I go into a toilet, if there's a couple of stalls, and I go in and take a shit, and the guy sits down beside me, I can't shit. Oh, really? Yeah, I got. I got to shit by myself. Just a shy shitter. I'm a shy, a shy shitter. 
Would that be a shirt? Well, here it is, the Weston. And I'm certainly sure that you are going to have a good next couple of days. The best couple of days, yes. and we made it. We made we're it. here at the Weston, mm -hmm. and uh, we're just a couple of days away from me and you being in Charlotte, yep. North Kakalaki, and I'm looking forward to it, man. I am too, and uh, uh, thanks for writing. And uh, I, this was our Shivani Conrad, our Conrad Shivani road trip, and we certainly thank you. I'll put it, I'll put it in park so we don't keep rolling. Uh, and I hope everyone enjoyed it, and. Uh, uh, join us on Patreon. Join us. Uh, where else? Where else? Well, uh, we're going to tape Wednesday, so probably by Thursday we'll have the 1990 Royal Rumble. 1990 Royal Rumble. Is I'm looking forward to that, man. Okay. And I, I really hope that between now and next Sunday, you decide to trim those fingernails. <laughs> In the middle of the fucking show today, I'm talking. I'm giving an anecdote, mm -hmm. and he's saying, "Excuse me," and went, "What? Are you he wearing said, Lee Press-On nails?" Yes. <laughs> Fucking looks just like them. He'd be the worst hand model ever. He'd be a hand model for hepatitis. Jesus. I, you have a hand. You're a hand model for pink eye. <laughs> Do you wipe your own ass? Would yes. you like to get sick as fuck? Yes. <laughs> Grow your fingernails out like Tony Schiavone. He could climb trees with these motherfuckers. And on that note. Tony, it's about that time. We are desperately fucking out of time. Get out of my fucking car, motherfucker. Hello, this is Ali. Ali, O-L-L-I-E. Promotional considerations paid for by the following. LoisRouge.com. It's one of the hottest sites on pro wrestling tees. Get all your shirts from What Happened When. It is named after... A nut job. And by boxofgimmicks.com with coffee mugs, baby onesies, beach towels, coozies, and a whole lot more. Show your support of what happened when, something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchett, and 83 weeks. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. If you want more of that fat ass Conrad Thompson, and that dipshit Tony Schiavone, you can log on and become a patron. It's complete with behind-the-scenes video and new content every week, including Slapdick Theater, including Life with Lois, including a bunch of dumbasses on Monday night. And by What Happened When Live. Join Conrad and Tony they bring the podcast live to the company zone in Charlotte Sunday, November 11th. What? Oh, that is this Sunday, November 11th at 3 p.m. Company zone. Tickets available at TomZink.com. And by What Happened Went Live. Conrad and Tony bring their podcast live to Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, Tennessee. Sunday, December 16th, 3 p.m. Tickets available at lowkeybighog.com. So long.